Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, look, it's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone. Big Husky Kids. Now I can't hear that song without thinking like, I'm not the one who's so far away. <laughs> no, I mean, Judd, so far away. <laughs> but that's what he is. Back the car. The, I feel the snake bite out of my veins. Hey, Judd. hit Get those drums harder. harder. I'm going to play the drums, and then I'm going to sing, John. And then I'm going to play the drums again, John. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. Featuring Leanna Ray on traffic. How the f*** did I end up here? And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Pay me a stick of bubble gum. For what? Cracks and gaps. Re-rocket. Your ear hole. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Got a big program today. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game today, Boner? Well, I got a simple one based off of a conversation I had with my wife. Today we're doing 90s sitcom trivia. And part of this happened because I was talking with my wife. I said, oh, I saw a story over while I was off a few last week. I said, oh, Mark Curry was in the news recently, and I was looking that up. And then she goes, who's that? And I said, so I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper. And she goes, what's that? And I said, Doesn't know hanging with Mr. Cooper. I'm like, you know, it was on with uh, Boy Meets World, Step by Step. And she goes, what are those? Oh, and I said, on. come on. Actually, Step doing? by Step, I watched it this weekend because this is what true TV has become. Yeah, true TV I saw that used too. to be I was court TV. It. Right. And then it transformed into like, you know, crime investigation stuff. Now they've given up completely and all weekend it was all Step by Step. You know what though? I approve. You approve of it? I approve. I, uh, I was a big fan of Dana back in the day. Oh, Dana was... Uh, Dana was my gal. She was fetching. She was the kid on My Two Dads. I did, she not, was the daughter. I did not realize that. Yes. So Dana, and I think she's a district attorney or something somewhere now. For those who did not watch, like Dana was like a teen, like like an older teenager when I was a kid. So she was like someone older than me that I was like, oh, that girl's hot. But she was very like independent not going to let the man tell her what to do kind of thing, which I approve she was, of. She was a feminist I and wanted, proud of it. Yes. And as a like little kid who was very much had nothing, nothing in my life like that. I was like, I kind of want to be yelled at by Dana. Mm-hmm. I want her to come in here and tell me to clean my room or something. I don't know what that meant at the time, but now I do. Anyway, I, I, I was watching that and I go, Oh, there's, there's step by step. You know what? In the show, Suzanne Summers. She was doing great. Oh, she was. Uh, she was doing she great. She was doing very well. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she's not doing well now. Well, I know. She's. If yes, you Google Suzanne Summers' that was face, twenty five years it ago, will terrify. I mean, you. it's a long time ago that all this was happening. I understand. Yeah. Uh, there's no easy transition to what we saw last night. No. Tragedy at the Monday night football game in the Queen City. You've seen it. There's really nothing else for us to add. I mean, you have a guy still in critical condition. Yeah. With a breathing tube, I, I'm like all of you, where 
I could not watch the coverage last night. I was trying to keep involved on Twitter. I was getting updates from news people. But the uh, turning on the TV and actually watching the coverage made me sick to my stomach. I was still sick to my stomach. I, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had a hard time going to sleep. And I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I went downstairs and I checked the computer just because I wanted to make sure he didn't die. Yeah, right. That there wasn't some announcement and I was consuming my thoughts. It is tragic. I feel for all the players on the field. And, and again, I don't know what this fascination is. I know in the moment, it's a different story. But like even today, they're showing all the reactions of the other players I, I, on the field. I'm with you on and, that. And they're crying and they're upset and they're uncertain. Again, I understand in the moment why that is shown. Because it's your job to capture it. I do not understand why, you know, 14 hours later, whatever it is, we have to go back and watch people at their worst moment. I don't know why we feel the need to do that. This is where I, yeah, and that's a whole nother discussion. I'd love to, I'd love to understand that from the news side of things, because obviously we don't do news. We don't work in TV news. We work with a bunch of people who do TV news, right? But there is a fine line between capturing and journaling the story so that everyone understands like again if there's a a a hurricane right yeah you're showing people's houses being leveled or or waves just flooding a whole city block point there's a line that you cross where it becomes sensationalism right you're showing that to say look how awful this is we are trying to get you to understand these people need help or they're need you know there's federal aid coming we're trying to tell the complete story here so everyone understands what's happening versus using that footage, old footage, over and over and over again to sensationalize, or not even sensationalize, to then go make money off of it by wrapping commercials around it on, like, opinion shows. That's where I, like this morning, there were a lot of talking head shows today that showed the scene around DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, they're not, thankfully, they've all realized at this point, don't show the moment where he's collapsed that moment was shown at the time. There was maybe a couple quick I, replays, uh, by the and that way, was it. I still have not watched it, and I don't want to seek it out. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's tough to watch if you've not seen it. I, you know, again, you know yourself. It's if you've not someone who can tolerate stuff like that, it's not easy to watch. It's not like it's it was a big hit, but then he gets up. It's the it's the it's the bizarre nature of the fact that the man is able to get up and look just like any other football player you've yeah. ever seen after a big hit. He gets yeah. up. And then he collapses, and that's tough to watch. But what I found odd was, you're right, how much they're showing guys breaking down and, and just how heartbroken they were. And that that does give you the gravity of the situation. I don't know if I need to see it 12, 15 hours after the fact again and again and again and again. But our thoughts are obviously with DeMar Hamlin. Our thoughts are with all the players involved there. And I mean, I, I was even thinking yesterday about the fans who were there at the game. Sure. And it's not, it's not, it, there's levels to the difficulties you're going through, right? But there are a lot of fans there that are probably just standing there going, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. I, I don't know how to handle this. I didn't come here. No one came there thinking something like that would happen. It was, it was a tough thing to, I'm sure, see live. I'm sure it was confusing as well when they're bringing an ambulance out. But as for that whole thing of, you know, what was going on, when the ambulance was coming out, even, I'm like, this doesn't look good, but. They brought ambulances out on the field before when guys have maybe had a, a sure. neck injury or they're just sure. trying to be extra precautious. But it it quickly started feeling like 
not that. The thing it reminded me of was a few years ago at the Daytona 500 racing, auto racing. Obviously, they experience a lot more of this stuff than you see in NFL games. But Ryan Newman's car flipped up on one of the final laps. And as it was coming down, upside down, another guy's car at like 180 miles an hour hit his windshield. And he he landed on the car. The car smacked into him. And that caused a pretty tough injury for him. And they... They did all these things at the time as a NASCAR fan where I said, oh, this is not good. This, this is not looking good for him. And that the way the announcers were talking, the way everyone was kind of just bracing and not sure what to make of it, that's the only thing I can compare this moment to. For me, I don't really recall seeing anything like this. Other well, than maybe they, you know, Dale Earnhardt back before that in, in early 2000s. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. We just saw it a couple of years ago with the Jackets in Dallas. With Rich Peverly. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. His heart stopped when he was on the bench. He had to be resuscitated. And then he came to at the arena and then sort of said, like, hey, I'm ready to go back in and play. And he said, hey, man, you kind of died. So no playing for you. And we're going to cancel this game. See, to me, look, football is violent. That's not a newsflash to me. I always appreciate what these guys do. And how they put their bodies on the line. And their lives on the line. And that's not being dramatic when you say that. Because even if it's not your life on the line in that moment. You know, these guys are going out there playing the game of football. They could be taking years off of their life by doing this. Yeah. Impacting yeah. the future of their lives. How they're going to live. How their brain functions. None of that is lost on me. This is a violent game. And I appreciate the people who play it. I'm not saying you have to shut down the world if someone's ankle hurts or something like that. But I think we should have a conversation, and the NFL should already have had these conversations about worst-case scenarios. And I don't know why it takes coaches on the field getting together with the referees saying, what do we want to do? Talking to players saying, what do you want to do? It should have been instant. If someone's heart stops during a game, that's the end of the game. Yeah. That's it. We're there not talking about an ankle injury here. Right. If you need chest compressions and CPR on the field, game's over. There's no discussion. Zach Taylor doesn't decide that. Sean McDermott doesn't decide that. No on-field referee decides that. That is on high. That is determined. That's in the manual. Players' heart stops. Life-altering situation. Game is over. The yeah. end. Well, you know, beyond that, too, you're right. That should be a policy. That shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't have been left up to the players and the coaches to no, have to go say, we don't want to play. Right. They're already dealing with so much seeing that. But I, even if they don't come up, like, even if the policy doesn't exist, Roger Goodell should have no issues calling up immediately when this is going on. And, I mean, immediately is not the right word, but... Nine minutes of CPR is being administered to a guy on the field. Your entire game has come to a a halt. You can clearly see the players' faces, and this is not even like, you know, you've seen injuries like Ryan Chazier when he got, you know, the spinal cord injury. That was on, like, I want to say a Sunday night or a Monday night type of game. It was a big deal. And I remember that time, too. It was like a lot of players were devastated and hurt by that, but I, I think that even was different than this. And like as far as the intensity and, and just how many players were clearly affected by what they were seeing, that should have been something where even if there's no policy, Roger Goodell calls up and says, 
I'm paid $60 million a year to lead in crisis situations, in difficult moments, have those tough conversations. I am very surprised that Roger Goodell has been kind of in, like not seen very much. No, and said this. you heard from Troy Vincent today. And, and I, last night even. You right, heard, I, right, I know that's their protocol, and they've been trying to do more of that this season, but this is a special situation. Like you said, this guy makes $65 million a year. Yeah. You are the face of the sport, whether we like it or not. You've got to be front and center here. Well, this is what leadership is, right? Yes. When there's something difficult going on and a tough call has to be made, you have to recognize the moment and say, I, I can't make these players go back out and do this. I can't. That's that's completely, just as a human, you should be saying, no one should have to play after we see something like this. We're going to call the game. If the players all say, no, 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 we don't feel that way, then maybe we can have that discussion. But we're going to, as a policy, just come forward here and say, we're canceling this game. This is the NFL's decision. That's that. And then you would mend it if the players are like, no, we, we don't feel that way. But instead, they left it to a confusing... The referees are kind of like, well, well I mean, let's we, talk we have a protocol, that. we have a thing. It, it just got very bizarre with that. And again, it, we're not talking about the manager at your local fast food joint. We're talking about a guy who makes $60 million yeah, a yeah. year to run this league. It was a little jarring to see that he wasn't front and center in any of this last night or today. Let's talk about the process and... How we move forward from here. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find Route 317 east and westbound between LaSalle Drive and Canal Road. That is closed for road construction. This will remain closed until further notice for road repairs. You're going to want to seek an alternate route. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on Haas Avocados, just two for a dollar. Now through January 3rd, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up at 348. We have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show, 90s sitcom trivia. In the 5 o'clock hour, we continue to react to the terrible situation. Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin last night, who continues to be in a Cincinnati hospital. Uh, I talked about procedures and... Troy Vincent was making the rounds trying to dispel the notion that uh, they were going to warm up for five minutes and then resume the game. Here's what he had to say about that. I'm not sure where that came from. Frankly, there was no time period for the players to get warmed up. Frankly, the only thing we asked was that referee Sean Smith communicate with both head coaches to make sure they had the proper time inside the locker room to discuss what they felt like was best. So I'm not sure where that came from. Five-minute warm-up never crossed my mind personally, and I was the one that was in communication with the commissioner. We never, frankly, it never crossed our mind to talk about warming up to resume play. That's ridiculous, that's insensitive, and that's not a place we should ever be in. 
Okay. Let's discuss that. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that is the case. That at the league level, they never thought they were going to resume this game. Clearly, you had an NFL person in contact with the staff there at, what, I was going to say Paul Brown Stadium, whatever they call yeah, it now. I forget. Paycor, is that what it's Paycor, called? Paycor, that's right. All right. Because I don't understand how every single broadcast entity, from TV to radio, local news in Cincinnati, all got the same report that apparently never existed. That there was going to be a five-minute warm-up period followed by the the resumption of the game. How did everybody get that false information at once? Where did it come from? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. The there's a statement from ESPN that came out uh, a little bit earlier today, about an hour ago. Andrew Marshand, I saw among others, uh, or I, Andrew Marshand's the one I saw tweet this out. Uh, his statement that he got from ESPN on the five minutes to warm-up report was they said, quote, there was constant communication in real time between ESPN and league and game officials. As a result of that, we reported what we were told in the moment and immediately updated fans as new information was learned. This was an unprecedented, rapidly evolving circumstance. All night long, we refrained from speculation. So that would seem to refute what Troy Vincent said, or at least be in dispute with it, because Troy Vincent is saying, I don't know where they got that. And they're saying, we, we got it from you. We didn't speculate on anything, dude. Now, without saying that explicitly, they're, they're broadcast partners. They're not trying to rock the boat here. Right. But essentially, the NFL's come out and said, I don't know all these idiots made this up. We never said five minutes to go or, or we're going to do a five-minute warm-up and get back on the field. That was never our intention. ESPN is saying, we were in contact with the league and with game officials this is what was being communicated to us. This is what we passed along on the air because we are trying to provide accurate information and update our fans. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that because we're ESPN affiliates or anything like that. That doesn't matter. We don't care. I'm just telling you that, that that makes sense to me what ESPN is saying. I've seen some people, well, how do you know that they're not, you know, getting this wrong? How or, did everybody else get How did Westwood One Radio get the same information? I had I had somebody say this to me like, well, could it be possible that those game officials thought that that was the case? Because that's the protocol, and that's what you always do. And so when the game officials were asked by the ESPN broadcast people, hey, what's happening? They said, well, this is what we usually do. And the league didn't want to do that, but the game officials didn't get yes, it right. that's possible. That is possible. But again, this is the part where I'm getting frustrated with Roger Goodell on this. This is an unprecedented situation. That's where it takes a leader who can come in quickly and decisively and say, guys, I know we have a protocol. Let's, let's not even, let's suspend all that. Let like, don't give any comments about a return to play until we've had a chance to talk about it. Right? Like if the league was unsure what to do, which clearly it sounds like they were, the best thing to do is to tell everyone say nothing until we get this sorted out. Let's not, let's not speculate again. Absent Roger Goodell just going on TV and laying this out for people, that might have been the best thing. But since he wasn't willing to do that, he could. The, the people trying to give the NFL a pass on this, I know everyone wants to focus on the fact that there's a guy who's been injured and, and had a life-threatening situation, has a life-threatening situation, and the conversation, some people just want to leave it there. My thoughts are with him, and I think as humans, we can have multiple thoughts in our head at the same time. We can say that's a horrible situation. It's unfortunate it happened. 
And then we can also question how the NFL could have ever thought that for every other player on the field, the, the best idea was maybe let's have them go out there and finish this game. Why would you think that that's a good idea? Why would anyone think that's even possible in this situation? Well, even in these these comments by Troy Vincent where he says, we didn't even consider the, the five-minute warm-up period. We wanted to get these... You know, the guys in the locker room and then and then talk to the coaches and judge where they are. There shouldn't be any judging. Well, judging you, are. you have to do. It's not their job. It, no. sh- it shouldn't be, you know, Coach McDermott's job. It shouldn't be Zach Taylor's job to decide if they're ready to play. It shouldn't be the player's job. They're not thinking clearly. It shouldn't be left up to them. This is a, a, a an entity worth hundreds of billions of dollars, the National Football League. They should have protocol in place for every unpleasant scenario possible. You know, I always say this with uh, the NIL and who would have seen these booster collectives coming? Maybe Joe Fan wouldn't see it coming, but the people who run the schools should have seen it coming because that's their job. Right. They deal with it on a regular basis. They dealt with boosters for 100 years. They know how this works. Okay, the NFL should have on paper, what do we do if there's an active shooter in a stadium? What do we do if a player's heart stops on the field? These are unpleasant things to talk about, but this is big business. It shouldn't be left up to the players, the coaches to decide what they want to do. The decision should be made for them. Players' heart stops on the field, the end. Game over. Go back to the locker room. If you want to go to the hospital, go to the hospital with your friend. But that's it. We're not playing anymore. We're not going to talk about playing anymore. It's hard and fast. And you know what? It's late in the season. You make up the game. You don't make up the game. We'll figure it out on win percentage. We'll do playoff seating on win percentage. If you want to say, well, that's not fair. I'm sorry. Fairness goes out the window when a guy's heart stops on the field. Right. That's the whole thing that, that, again, irked me about last night is everyone around this game that was not the NFL specifically, but I, I'm not even, I'm not like anyone who was on ESPN last night, anyone you pretty much saw that was in any official capacity for any like football website or, or sports radio or, or any television person who covers anyone was saying, Hey man, some things are bigger than football. This is a huge, we're, we're all just thinking about this guy and we're all hoping that, that he can make it through that DeMar Hamlin will be okay. And then the league is going, yeah, but what about the football? <laughs> right? Skip Bayless got destroyed on Twitter last night, rightfully so, because he's Skip Bayless and he sucks, for basically doing the same thing the NFL did, which was say, boy, this is a terrible situation, but this is a huge game. I wonder what they're going to do. Obviously, it doesn't matter because the game is unimportant after this, but this is a big game. And the NFL basically did that from what we can understand. The NFL said, we want to find out where these guys are. We want to get them in the locker room. Troy Vincent's PR spin is we want to get them in the locker room and figure out where they are. Okay, meaning you want to see if they can continue. Meaning you're considering continuing this game when a guy has possibly died on the field. Shouldn't shouldn't be up for discussion. Looked like he died on the field and all these guys witnessed it right in front of them and you're now asking them to go back out and play this game. I just... And it, you know what? Like I said earlier, if there's no policy, you're Roger Goodell. You don't need a policy. You have a brain. You have eyeballs, don't you? You have a soul. Yeah, you look at these guys and go, I don't know what our policies should say. I don't know what our TV partners are going to say. I don't know what this is going to do this for commercials. This is what you're paid for. Yeah. You're paid to lead. You make $65 million. 
you've got billionaire owners. If you lose tens of millions of dollars in commercial revenue because you decide to postpone or cancel a game, your owners will figure it out and be okay. Your players and everybody else, everyone will be fine. Especially if your reason for that is because, sorry, we may have erred a little bit on the cautious side. This person is in medical distress on the field and all of our players don't know how to react to it. And they're all right now trying to figure it out. We just thought, let's give everyone some time. That's never a bad instinct. And the NFL just is trying to make, I don't know what they're even trying to do with this. Just say, just say we screwed up and we, we thought maybe about starting the game. We were wrong. That was a terrible instinct. And boy, that was bad on us. This is not an indictment on the game of football. You know, no horrible things can and sometimes do happen. And I hope they don't, but football's a violent game. Hockey's a violent game. It happens. Uh, this is an indictment on the way it was handled. And I don't know why there's not protocols in place to make sure, at least when something terrible like this happens, it can run as smoothly as possible. Instead of people just running around with chickens with their head cut off, not knowing what to do. Yeah. Right. More conversation coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. Traffic is beginning to build on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split at Livingston Avenue. Plan about a five-minute backup as cars continue to slow. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has a variety of warehouse positions and shifts available up to $19.25 per hour plus incentive bonus. Ace will provide excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. We have talked about a lot of unpleasantness to start the program. Uh, it continues. We wish Tamar Hamlin the best. If there's an update on his condition, I'm sure you'll hear it from us and everybody else. Well, you know, it is a it's a horrible situation, but... You said unpleasantness. This this is something that is not unpleasant that has come out of this situation. I don't even know if you call it a silver lining, but people taking something that was a horrible thing and trying to make good of it. Uh, he had a toy drive, has a toy yeah, drive that yeah. he's doing for an online push to buy toys for needy kids. Um, he wanted to raise $2,500 for needy kids. Um, I guess he's had this going for a couple years now. As of right now, $4.5 million has been donated since the first 18 hours since his injury, and the number's only going up. But, yeah, he's, I mean, this is incredible how people have responded to this, and I know that's a result of people saying, I don't know what I can do, but I have, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of things right now. How can I try to sort that out? Let me try to help in some way. And this is, and this is. If, if that's a way you think you can... And I love that. I, I think it's so I, awesome I, I think to see people do that. I think it's great, too. I am as bitter and jaded as they come, and I generally hate people. You can attest to this. But when I see stories like that, it actually 
reminds me that there's a lot of good people there, and good thoughts. There are, man. Out there. And there yeah, I think sometimes we focus on the idiots. And we focus yeah. on the the one tweet that says, why, why can't you play the game? Or, you know, and, and that's the tweet we want to focus on. It's like, we can't, you can't do that. Because for every one of those people, there's a thousand other people out there. Yeah. Probably more. That are just genuinely concerned. And they say to themselves, what can I do? I give $5 to help this guy's charity. And I hope that he wakes up. And he says, what the hell happened? Well, let me tell you a story. Uh, we were playing a big Monday night game. Do you remember? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? Well, it didn't go because the game stopped because you kind of died right. on the field. Yeah. Uh, we brought you back to life. I almost died. Yes. All your teammates were so upset. They couldn't play the game. What happened? Well, they're all just very concerned about you. The entire world is concerned about you. As a matter of fact, your, your little toy charity that you have, $4 million. It's it's it is an incredible story that that people have jumped in on this, and I I find this so interesting because I, I saw too that there were it was almost like they were shocked a little bit on the news. I saw some of the actual news places, and I don't mean ESPN doesn't do actual news, but you know what I mean, like the CNNs and the Fox Newses and yeah, the MSNBCs. Yeah. They're they're covering this too, and they're like fans from the Bengals showed up at the hospital. With like holding little, you know, candlelight vigil or yeah, signs, and because it's like they're human beings. Yes, because they just witnessed another human. Yeah, we Zach Taylor went to the hospital. Right. Yes. All these players. I, I think there were players. I know certainly plenty of Bills players. Yes. Did, but plenty Stephon of Stephon Diggs players went to the too. hospital, and Zach Taylor went to the hospital, and Bengal player because this is a human being. Right. Yeah. And I think this is what what needs to be figured out here and understood is that. By the media I'm talking about. And by people who just are general observers of sports who don't really get why people like sports. One thing about sports fans that I have found in my years of watching games, you know, covering games, if you want to call it, we do covering it. And the very, very little tiny amount that I played a little sports in high school, like as as much as fans have terrible behavior at times, and certainly there are some fans that will have terrible behavior in every situation. There are a lot of fans who are looking to find something meaningful in their life from sports. And it's whether that's an escape, whether that is a community, whether it is some passion that they otherwise can't really latch onto in any other part of their life. Maybe it's all the above. Maybe it's more than that. There's, there's something that comes out from sports fandom that is genuinely positive. And it is the times like this where we have to remember and we, we see it that, that positive part of fandom cannot be dismissed when people want to just paint fans as a bunch of drunken idiots that paint their bodies and scream obscenities at players. That's not every fan. There are some fans who go way too far and do things that are harmful, and that, of course, needs to be not many tamped out. But we always have to focus on them, though. I know. That drives but, me crazy. But I hope we can also focus on how fans react and band together more often Absolutely. than not. I felt like I needed to do something last night. I was tossing and turning. Woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning just to make sure he didn't die. Yeah, Went on the computer. Right. Then I couldn't go back to sleep, so I'm right. sitting up there and worried about him and reflect, refreshing the Twitter feed and seeing if there's any news that... I don't know this guy. No, I don't of think course about not. Him. He doesn't play for my team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll say this, though. Like, If you're looking for something to do, and I, I'm not... I don't know the right places to go other than I've seen the red cross mentioned. So maybe start there. I say the red cross pretty safe bet on when it comes to first aid, what things like a that. Scam the red cross is. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
But I've seen people, I don't trust them. I've seen people mention, you know, if you if you've got some energy and you're not sure what you can do or 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 what what you want to take some action of some kind, go find a CPR class. Sure. I mean, the people who are trained in CPR who were there that night who could help, obviously they're medical professionals, most of them, if not all of them, in some capacity. They're not such some random dude ran off the stands and helped this guy, right? But you don't know when you're going to be in a situation where something like that's going to happen and you might be able to help if you're trained in CPR. If this genuinely has impacted you to that level and you're looking to do something, maybe donating money is not a thing you're able to do. Maybe you could donate some time and go learn how to do CPR. I, I don't know that I would have the stomach. I think I would walk over and then they'd have two people that need CPR after I tried to help someone with CPR because I'd get in my feels and pass out. And then they need more medical attention. But if you're someone who thinks you might be good at that or, or would like to learn more, you should. Redcross.org, they've got plenty of information there. I was looking it up today. There's dozens of places in town that will train you. I don't know how much it I costs. Was, I was CPR certified when I was 18 years old. Were you? When I was a camp counselor. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't you, you had to be. Of course, you were a yes. camp counselor. You had to be I was that, a ca- I was an, a summer camp counselor for five-year-olds. Yeah, right. And I had to get certified before that. I want you to picture me. Happy-go-lucky me. Every day, hanging out with five-year-olds. That and it was not... one of the best summers of my life. Really? You yeah. enjoyed that? I did enjoy it. I, I did not enjoy the other counselors, but I enjoyed the kids. Yeah. I like five-year-old. See, my daughter's five now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when my daughter was a baby, baby's not my favorite stage in the world. I kept telling myself, well, I know what five is like, and five is cool. Yeah, because so I'm excited to, to get to five. Have, yeah, you can have conversations. Right, and right. now that she's almost six... You know, and she continues to grow. It's like, yeah. And I, I was reminded about all the fun that I had with the kids that summer. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what my principal job was? What was it? Because it was outside of like a forest preserve type of okay. thing. Okay, yeah. Metro park type of thing. Look and at you going to Metro parks doing well, that's, CPR? That's Who where is this the, common that's where man? The I don't know was. this guy. I know the guy who sits in his house and eats Cheetos and can't believe the sun's out. My job, because the, the bathrooms were outside. It was a building, but it was yeah, I know, like sort a, of independent. A big, yeah, I got it. One step above a porta potty. When someone said, oh, Mr. Mike, I have to go potty. I'd say, hold on. Mr. Mike's got to go check the potty and make sure there's no molesters in there. Right. That's what I would do. I would sure. walk in there. And, hey, any creepos in here? Yeah. You got to nope, clear out okay. the bathroom. Right. Yeah. You're okay to go potty. There's no adults in there touching themselves. Good. Did you ever have to beat any uh, potential molesters Thanks, up? Thankfully, there, were no, there were no molesters what would you, during my time. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. That's all. That's all I would. Yeah. Well, in either case, uh, yeah, be a camp counselor, whatever. But also, if you just want to learn CPR, I would even say this. Maybe you don't think you that's something you could do, but maybe you know someone who wanted to do that. Maybe you got the means to... Get buy them the class to do it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm throwing out ideas. We're all looking for ways to help. The toy drive is going awesome. That's great. Maybe there's something else you could do like that. That might be something that comes in handy somewhere down the road that not completely related to this situation, but you've paid it forward because you saw a moment to help. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Jackson Pike at Dyer Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here as I try to get things cleaned up. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Get yourself great sleep during Mattress Firm's Dream Sember Sale. Get a king for a queen price or a queen for a twin and save up to $700. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Inside the NFL coming up in mere moments. Rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Uh, This week we're going to do 90s sitcom trivia. Something pretty simple and straightforward. So hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. I will tell you, after you do Inside the NFL, that while I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I had to do something to keep my mind off of things. Yeah, And so I decided to watch World Junior Hockey Highlights. Last oh, night? Okay. So I have some thoughts on that, if you'd like to hear them. We'll do that in a little bit. Oh, boy. Right now, it's Inside the NFL. Common Man and T-Bone's Inside the NFL. Boner? Uh, yes, man. So just a few more updates on DeMar Hamlin's situation from, you know, family, other people giving some comments. Thought to, that might just help us get a little bit more of an idea of what people are saying and thinking about this. Uh, his family released a statement and said, On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support that's been shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We're deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We want to acknowledge dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who provided exceptional care to DeMar. We're so blessed to be part of the Bills organization and have their support. I want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your, generous, your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep tomorrow in your prayers. We'll release updates as soon as we have them. A couple more things just on his uh, history for what it's worth. He is a Pittsburgh native, chose to play for Pitt over Penn State and, notably, Ohio State. Yeah. So he was a guy who Ohio State recruited. Second team all ACC selection in his final season at Pitt. Pitt leading the team with 67 tackles and then was the number 212 overall pick the sixth round, to the 2021 draft. He's really only, only playing this year because Micah Hyde got hurt, right? And they've yeah, been yeah. pleased with his development yeah. that he's been getting the play. He's been time. a good player for them, yes. So let's hope that he can you know, continue his career at some point, or even if not that, we, we hope to see much more out of him in the future and hope that he can make a recovery here. But I did want to bring up the situation of, I don't know if it's, it's the same thing, obviously. I'm not a doctor, but... Just to give a little hope to the situation, Christian Eriksen, soccer player who collapsed on the field for Denmark a few years ago in the Euros, that was a guy who they literally said he did die on the field. His teammate had to grab his tongue and pull it to the side to hope that he wouldn't swallow it. And In either case, that guy ended up playing in the World Cup this year. So I'm not saying that's likely to happen here. I'm just saying you don't know. So let's just keep all of our positive vibes and thoughts going in that way for him. DeMar Hamlin's uh, family had a spokesperson as well who was on ABC, Jordan Rooney. He is a marketing representative for DeMar Hamlin. Um, He was on ABC on Good Morning America and said, I can't specifically speak to his medical condition. I'll say that he's fighting. He's a fighter. The family's in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute and hour by hour. So just trying to give you some updates there. Finally, I'll say this one with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin said, it's a really personal thing for me. He's known DeMar Hamlin since he was 12. He said, I've got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being, his commitment to the pursuit of his goals and dreams of what he is right now, which is playing in the NFL. He also talked about how they've had special moments the last couple of years. They've played Buffalo, and he's been able to get to talk to him before the game and after the game, and he just you know, really appreciated all the, all the work that he did and 
So that's a, that's a tough one for Mike Tomlin, who has obviously known him and and had some really good thoughts there. Um, switching gears to just some of the other stories that are out there with this game. First of all, schedule-wise, in case you are wondering, they did announce the Bills-Bengals game will not resume this week. I think that's a great call by the league. I don't think it will ever resume. I think that game will just not happen, but we'll find out. That's not really the you know main thing that people are concerned with, but that is a thing that the NFL did put out today. Also, we do have some updates on some of the games that are happening this week in the Week 18 Sunday Night Football slot. Uh, the Packers are going to be playing in that game against the Lions. That's it's winning in for the Packers. Yes, and it's interesting in that because if the Seahawks win, they need the Packers to lose to get the final playoff spot in the NFC, if I'm not mistaken. Seahawks game's at 425. The Lions need the Seahawks to lose, and then the Lions need to beat the Packers to be able to get that final playoff spot. Seahawks, Lions, and Packers could all get it based on the results. Packers, I guess, are a little frustrated that they are, while they're the Sunday Night Football game, and that's cool, Seahawks are the team that if they if they uh, win, they would want the Packers to lose. But if they win, they eliminate the Lions. So they know the Lions could then see that and go, oh, well, we're out of playoff contention. Let's not play for anything. Well, the, the Packers aren't really pissed off about that. The Seahawks would be pissed off about that. Oh, why did I say Packers? Yes. Packers control the Seahawks, their own destiny. It doesn't the, matter. Sorry. The Seahawks are the ones... The thought is, well, maybe they should play this game at the same time so that the Packers don't get an advantage if the Lions give up. But the people bringing that up, I think, have you met Dan Campbell? Right, he's not. We Dan Campbell's going to lay down? No. He's going to say, I've let the Packers the win this game. Who cares? Even if they're out of the playoffs, that's not happening. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a bizarre situation. So there you go. The only game left in dispute, and again, just <laughs> this the, is the Bengals need a start time. The Ravens and Bengals do not have a start time right now. And again, this is not. To bring this back into this situation we know this other situation is much more important but remember we said yesterday the league was waiting on the results of this Bengals Bills game that then did not happen yeah to determine the Ravens Bengals start time and it's still as of right now is one or 425 so yeah we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that but there's a lot to unpack there which we'll have time to do plenty of time after today all right I'm going to tell you about the world juniors and how Dana White is a piece of crap coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on Jackson Pike at Dyer Road. This crash does involve injuries. Please be careful over here and plan on some heavy backups. You'll also find that Route 317 east and westbound between LaSalle Drive and Canal Road that has reopened. The road repairs are complete. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on Haas Avocados just due for a dollar now through January 3rd. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. 90s sitcom trivia. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me during the break that today is a big anniversary. I can't believe that we didn't 
catch this earlier, but um, you know what you were doing 20 years ago today? 20 years ago today. Teddy, do you know what you were doing 20 years ago today? Bakersfield, California. I was in the studio. Mm, Ready to kill myself. Of course you were. I was in a radio studio too, but in a different radio station, not doing sports. But January 3rd, 2003, a little team called the Ohio State Buckeyes playing number one Miami in the national championship game at the Fiesta Bowl. That happened 20 years ago on this date. Teddy, were you producing that game? I was, and that was like two radio stations ago. That's when we were downtown. <laughs> yeah, oh, two buildings ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, right. well, same, same radio yeah, station. Yeah, same, same station. Different yeah. buildings, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, of course, Big Daddy was on the call back then still, Jim Lachey. But yeah, that's, that's a memory that I will never forget. Because you know what happened to me on that day? You lost your virginity. Yes. <laughs> Twice. No. Um, no, I, <laughs> my buddy and I that I did this radio show with, I used to do like an afternoon drive shift. And then I had to come back in and do like an evening show where on this day, I think, I I think the game was on a Friday. I could be wrong, but I know the show I was doing was a show I typically did on Fridays, which was a like, again, this is a Christian radio station, but we played like a metal show from 11 PM to 2 AM. And so the game of course started at 8 PM that day, I remember we went out in between my air shifts to go get some food, and we were going to come back to the station and watch the game, and my car broke down. So we had to push it into a lot and get a tow truck scheduled for the next day, hitch a ride back to, not hitch, call someone, Yet? got a ride back to the station. My car's broken down. I'm at the station, but we're watching the game, and it goes into the fourth quarter, and we got to go do our hardcore rock music show thing at 11 p.m. So we're just like, ah, here's the band. Blah. And then like back to the game, we ran back in the station to find the TV that was in one of our uh, director's offices. And so we're running back and forth doing the show, not paying any attention to our music. The game wins. Me and the co-host that we're doing the show, we like tackled each other. We're so thrilled. And then we just went on the air at, I don't know, whatever time it was, 1130 midnight and yelled about it for a little bit. That was that was what I was doing 20 years ago 20 on this years day. today. It's also 20 years ago today. That was the last time Miami was good. So I'm sure they're having their little anniversary down there in Miami today no. for all seven people that care. It all. It's also the anniversary of 20 years of Miami fans whining and complaining about a call that was correct and always should have been the call, and they just still can't let that go. All seven of them. Yeah, well, true enough. Right. right. I was up last night. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm worried about, you know, Damar Hamlin and checking to make sure he didn't die. Yeah, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I decide to take my mind off things by, well, I got on the porn pad, but then five minutes later, I was wondering how often after I was done with the porn, how often? Come on. Right. What am I, 18? I gotcha. I gotcha. So when I was finished with that, then I decided to watch some world junior highlights. Mm. Hockey World Juniors going on right now. Uh, this is under 20 years old. And the big star, Connor Bedard. Everybody's talking about Connor Bedard. NHL teams tanking for Connor Bedard. Number one pick in the draft. Although the last couple weeks, the narrative when I talked to Jeff Rimmer is, well, there could be, you know, he, he may not be number one. Right. There could sure. be this other guy whose name I have forgotten mm-hmm. who will be number one. Let me tell you something. Connor Bedard is number one. He solidified it. So, World Juniors, Connor Connor Bedard has played in five games 
mm-hmm. this year's World Juniors. Yeah. How many points has he amassed in five games? I'm asking you. Uh, seven. I don't know. That'd be pretty good. Five games, seven points. I'd take that. Five games, seven points. I'm sorry you're wrong. Okay. The answer is 21. Good God. 21 points. Good God. In five games. He's playing this season at Regina. Oh, is He's he? playing for the Regina Pats. By the way, this dude's 17 years old. No, born in I, 2005. I want to be clear. I wanted to say 10 because I thought maybe two points a game. I thought, I don't want to get crazy. 21. Good Lord. So this year for Regina, mm-hmm. he's played in 28 games, has 64 points in 28 games. I... That, and all what? the Canadian people, you know, he's, what? he's scoring goals last night. He won the game for Team Canada last night. The Canadian people are losing their minds for this guy. There is no doubt. I didn't think there was doubt before, but now there is really no doubt. He will be the number one pick in the draft. And I will also guarantee something else to you. I guarantee that if the Blue Jackets finish with the worst record in the NHL, the fewest amount of points in the NHL, they still will not get the number one pick. It will not happen. But if they do, yes. if somehow they get the number one pick, they will draft Connor Bedard. And somehow Connor Bedard will be a bust and never do anything. And we'll have a documentary 20 years from now saying, remember when the Blue Jackets drafted Connor Bedard, who was a bust and then was a homeless person and murdered people? That's going to be the Connor Bedard story right. if the Blue Jackets draft him. If they draft him, please don't take him to the zoo or introduce anyone from his family to zoo animals. Well, the, the zoo didn't do anything to Nathan Horton. I know, but all I know is he went to the zoo and then his back blew up and he never played for us and that sucked. Right? Jack Hanna sold him to a wild animal park. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's no good. That's Did the it? reason why the zoo lost their accreditation. Nathan Horton's back. Right. And then some other people at the zoo were like, yeah, we've got some apartments that we bought. We're just going to loan those out to people and yeah, there was a whole big scandal. Just go look it up. I'm not going to help you with that. Go find it yourself. Connor Bedard, Bone. He's the real deal. Yeah, I'm until, telling you. Dude, until I, he plays here. What happened? Dead. What happened? Because that was like a couple weeks. The last couple weeks, I would see little articles like, actually, maybe not the guy. Maybe he's not even number one. I'll and tell I was you what like, happens. Well, People what overthink happened? themselves. What are we talking about? They've been talking to this guy for two years before now, and he's still not even up to the draft yet. Because you have to have the smart guys say it. I know what all you people think. Connor Bedard. That's mainstream. Yeah. Let me tell you about this other guy, Moosehead Max. That's that's got to be is that is that not though perhaps a product of we have sometimes too much going on with sports coverage. I don't mean that having the games on is bad, but I mean we have even with hockey, even in the US, let alone in Canada, you've got hundreds of sites dedicated to covering the sport, which I love. It's great. You can read about anything you want to read about. But at some point, all those sites have to have content all the time. And then that causes people to rewatch and reanalyze and relook at and go, what am I going to write about today? And then someone goes, you know, everyone's saying Connor Bedard's can't miss. Maybe he is a little miss. Maybe it's this uh-huh. other guy we shouldn't be ignoring. Speaking of, uh, And then it becomes something where suddenly groupthink takes over and goes, actually, Connor Bedard, that's what all the normies think. But... Real hockey guys know this other dude's pretty good, too. And it's like, all right, are we going to get there where we're just going to flip it and say he sucks? And he's like not even top five? Is that what we're going to do? Speaking about what are we going to write, we got to write something. I'm reading an article this morning, again, during my time. In between, uh, yes, porn pad and hockey junior stuff. Porn porn pad 
that it was hockey juniors, that it was reading news. Okay. All right. Gotcha. One of the stories I read was, and I forget which news entity wrote about this, but there was an actual person. They took time out of their lives. Big expose on why do people wash their cars after the snow? What? Yeah, what's the deal with people washing their cars after the snow? It's not like the snow is inherently dirty or anything like that. So why do people do it? And then I'm reading this like, what? Are, what? What are we doing? Yes, and then and then we get and then we get like four paragraphs in, and the person says, "Well, the reason why people wash their car, it's not the snow, it's the salt. You don't and you, you don't have, say you have to get salt off your car." And then they're talking to experts about how the salt can corrode the paint and uh-huh. damage your car. Is that so? Who are we? Are we writing this for aliens that have never been on Earth before? Anyone who is reading that saying, huh, never knew, go to jail. The person who wrote it should go to jail, and the person reading it saying, very interesting, I'm glad I wasted my time, should also go to jail. I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had already pleasured myself and watched Junior's highlights. I had nothing else to do. What was your excuse? Maybe the next article they could write is, when you're driving your car and you're pulling into the gas station and you're trying to remember for the hundredth time, which side is my gas tank on? Did you know you can look at your dashboard and it actually has a little gasoline symbol and an arrow pointing to which side it's on? If you're really confused by that, you can figure it out that way. Good job. Let's write more articles for obvious things. But someone's sitting around a, a, a table. As we lament the death of newspapers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, we need local journalism. Maybe we do. I'm sure we do. But the other side of that is someone sitting down, talking to their editor, saying, I got an idea. Why do people wash their cars in the winter? Great. Go run with that. Sounds great. I I think it's a three-part series. The third one is, when I push... The pedal that makes it stop, it stops. And when I push the pedal that makes it go, it How goes. That How does that work? Are there gremlins under the hood? What's in there? A look under your hood. Coming up next. Uh, Dana White, your favorite guy and not, mine. Not at all. He is the president of the UFC. Mm-hmm. He was at a, a club on New Year's Eve. He was in the VIP area. Of course he is. He's Dana White. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his wife, Ann. And this is caught on video. Where... Dana says something to Anne that she does not appreciate, so she slaps him. He responds by slapping her back. Yeah. As you do, especially in public. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. Shouldn't be in private either. No, but of course not. This dude is out amongst people. He's well, Dana White in the VIP section. People are aware of him. Well, You're not blending in. No, I think to the, the, the way I look at that is if... That's a reaction that comes naturally to him, and he doesn't have even a pause to think if I should do this or not out in public. What does he do otherwise? Now, I'm not saying I know the answer on that. I don't. But what I'm saying is that regardless of where it happens, it's a concern. There is video of it. You can clearly see it. I mean, I don't know how any, any commissioner of any sport would be instantly fired. If that's Roger Goodell doing that... Gone. Oh, absolutely. Gone. Adam Silver, name your guy. Like, if any commissioner of any pro sport in the U.S. does that, and I don't want to hear from the bros who like you. Like, if you enjoy the sport, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to sign off on everything Dana White does. You can acknowledge this is bad, 
and maybe he shouldn't be in charge of that if this is who he is. I would like to point out that Dana White and the UFC in business with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And uh, ESPN Disney. By the way, not maybe shouldn't be in charge, should not be in charge. This is who you are, should not be in charge. Uh, here's what Dana White had to say once this video became public. You've heard me say over the years, there's never, ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on TMZ talking about it. My wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some blank together. We've got three kids. This is one of those situations that's horrible. I'm embarrassed, but it's also one of those situations right now that we're more concerned about our kids. We have three kids, and obviously since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video, and we're more focused on our family right now. I'm literally making no excuses for this thing at all. It's never happened before. It's the first time it's ever happened. People are going to say what they're going to say, and it is what it is. Whatever people say is deserved, I deserve it. Good. Resign. You deserve that. That's what you deserve. Resign. Yeah, look, I, has it happened before? I don't know. Yes, no. There's no way to know. Who the hell knows? Here's what I know. You made an ass of yourself. You put your hands on your wife. It's now public. You're an embarrassment to your company and all the companies that show UFC programming, notably ESPN and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I don't think this is difficult. I'll, I'll put this out there for myself. If there's a video, like people say, whoa, what if that happened? What if that was you? If it was me, I'd resign and I'd go work on myself and I wouldn't be in the public eye. I'd have to move on and do different things hey, with my life. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking you know about? What? And you could, this guy should step away too, but it wouldn't be me. No, I know. Sorry. I know. I know. Right. At, people you call me arrogant. If you want to. People who say that stuff are like, well, you never know. No, no I, know. I know. I know. I know it's not. I don't I'm not care doing how much that. I had to drink because that's what his wife said. Oh, he had too much to drink. Okay. Oh. So did Mel Gibson. Let me tell you something. Liquor doesn't make you hate your spouse. No. Liquor doesn't make you hate Jews. No. All right. It takes away the boundaries. Yes. It stops you. For, it, it makes it easier for you to do the things that apparently you're fully capable of yeah, doing. You want to make excuses for Dana White? Go ahead. Make excuses. It's on film. He's an idiot. He shouldn't be there. The end. What his wife decides to do. That's not my business. But I'll tell you what I would do if I was ESPN. I'd say you're done. Yeah. You're done. Well, again, you just said it. Business. Business. Let the personal stuff be worked out amongst those people. If there's a legal concern, that's another form. Business? That guy doesn't run your business anymore. Exactly. A Buckeye has entered the portal. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on the east outer belt at 270 Southland at I-70. Maintenance crews blocking the right lane in the local ramp lanes at I-70. Please be careful over here. Traffic is stop and go in the meantime. Keep an eye out for those crews. Please be cautious. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Stock up and save big now store wide at the Lowe's truckload event. For a limited time, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories from the brands you trust. While supplies last, select varies by location. Bell at 1229 to 111. Only an array with fan traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. 90s sitcom trivia. 
Now, did you go more with like Seinfeld, like adult sort of stuff, or TGIF? It's it's a mix of both. It's okay, more right. of the TGIF stuff, but there's a little bit of everything in there. I tried to go all throughout the 90s, too, so it wasn't just like, you know, two or three years there. It was kind of all spread out. I also, speaking of TGIF, Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. big TGIF show with Topanga, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do things to her, and I still would. I mean, not. I got it. Not twelve year old. We her. were we were kids when she. Yeah. We were that age right. when she was that age, and we're the age she is now as well. But That's later right. on in that show, Matthew Lawrence became a cast member. Oh, he was a friend of the group. I forgot about that. Yes. Well, he became a cast member, and I just saw today that he is dating one of the other women that I was madly in love with in the nineties. Who's that? Chili from TLC. Oh, Matthew Lawrence and Chili are getting it on. Really? Yes. Good for them. Now, is that Boy Meets World like the college thing? Was that a different show or did he just? No, it was the same show. They just went to college. Yeah, just went to college. And then Mr. Feeney somehow went to college with them. That's right. I forgot. They they brought (laughs) and also like Kit Carr was there and David Hasselhoff was just there too randomly because it's like wherever Feeney goes, the car must go too. Is uh, Feeney still alive? No, I think he passed. I think he passed on. What was his name? William Daniels? Was that his name? Yes, I believe that's right. And I believe he has passed on. How do you look it up? And tell me I'm wrong. And he's still thriving and doing great. Speaking of passed on, huge crowds in Brazil as they lay Pele to rest. Mm -hmm. I wish you were here yesterday because, you know, both Timmy and I had no idea what to say about Pele. You mean Friday. Because I was here yesterday. Or, or Friday, I mean. Monday. Other than Pele was good, and we've heard of oh, him. Oh, yeah. I, well, I would have gladly helped you out. For a little perspective, Pele is the actual greatest of all time in soccer. There's there's no denying that. Teddy? What's the verdict? He is still alive. He's alive! He's alive! How, how old is uh, Feeney? He is 95. Let him live! That's fantastic. You know news. what else we learned today? Which I didn't. Pele was 81? Yeah. His mom is still alive. His mom's 100 years old. She was waving at people from the house as they drove the casket by. Yeah. They, uh, they, so they drove the, through the streets there in, I believe it's, uh, Sao Paulo, I believe is where they're driving his coffin through on a, you know, fire engine. It was a very big procession, all this stuff. But yeah, Pele was the, I think, truly the first international soccer star where, before that, from what I understand from people who were alive at the time to watch it, soccer was very regionalized. You knew your players. The World Cup happened. But, you know, it wasn't like the TV age right. prior to like the mid to late 50s. When Pele came around and was at his peak was when TV was finally showing these games all across the world. And that's when Pele was able to kind of put his stamp on the game a little bit. People had heard of this guy. They finally got to see him. And then after that, he spent you know, the rest of his life being a tremendous ambassador for soccer. So there's a lot of love for him just beyond the fact that he was really great at soccer, which he was arguably the greatest player of all time. But Pele also was an ambassador that people just knew of because he was everywhere. I'll show you how impactful he is. There's talk of FIFA is trying to or weighing the option of asking every country in the world to have one of their stadiums for soccer in their country named after Pele. Hmm. That's what. That's how impact... Now, I don't know if they will pull that off. I don't know if that will actually happen. 
But that is the thing that is being talked about with Pele. That's how important to the game he was. So yeah, today's the day they're laying him to rest, and certainly hundreds of thousands of people showed up to yeah pay respects. Absolutely, I saw the the procession with the coffin. Now, when I was a kid, and I'd see games at Yankee Stadium, I thought that the monuments in the outfield were graves. I thought that like okay, Babe Ruth was buried there. I, I could under well. They, I mean, they call it Monument Park, right. right? I thought they were like cemetery plots. I thought they were buried. I thought, oh, I'd like to go there, and then my dad told me, "No, those are just there's not dead people there. Those are just monuments to the dead people." I mean, it's still neat to see a monument, but you're right. Like I could understand why you would think as a kid, well, they wouldn't just build this thing here if there wasn't a person underneath but I, it. But then I, I've thought even as an adult, why wouldn't you bury the best at the stadium? Right. If Pele wants to be buried at the stadium where he played in Brazil, I think we should do that. I think they're. I think they said it won't be far from there, but yeah, he'll have a cemetery plot. I don't think it's going. To I think be. you put him in the ground right at the stadium. I'm sure there's places around the world where soccer's been played where they do that. Fans pay their respects. Yeah. Well, either way, you could have some kind of you know. There's statues to him various places. You could have all that stuff anyway, even if the you know the actual body is not there. I'm just saying, Woody Hayes should be buried at the shoe. Yeah, you, I, you're going to the game, you do your skull session, you walk by the grave, I hey, what does it going? then you go in and watch the game. I get it. I think, well, you know, I think people should be buried where they want to be buried, but if... Well, uh, right, assuming he, wa- he would you want that. If you want to be buried there, then yeah, you should. By the way, speaking of things that you thought of when you were a kid or that you didn't understand, I think I've told this before, but since you brought up Ohio State too, I remember very vividly when I heard that Earl Bruce had been fired, I as a kid heard that on the news and thought, and this is again, I guess just what... I thought of Ohio State fans as a little kid. I thought, oh, they they found him at his car as he was leaving work and, and burned lit him? him on fire. <laughs> I was like horrified. That I wasn't is like horrifying. Happy. I was like, well, I guess Dad, that's what happens when you lose your they job. Light him on they fire. Light you on fire. He just lost some football games. My dad's like, they didn't light him on fire. He's just not going to have a job anymore. And I didn't even know that. I didn't know what that meant. A so, Buckeye is in the portal. Yeah, uh, Javante Jean Baptiste. He is entering the transfer portal after having a really good year. Uh, best campaign for him in a Buckeye uniform. He's a fifth-year senior. He entered the portal on Monday. Former four-star recruit out of New Jersey. Uh, he had 19 total tackles, four sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, but not the playing time that he was looking for. So he wants to go somewhere else. Uh, Zach Harrison, JT Tui Molalau, and Jack Sawyer all got more playing time than he did. So all those guys are... Or at least two he of those guys be, are juniors. He wants to be a feature guy. He well, doesn't want to be a depth guy. Yeah, and Tui Molowau and Sawyer are going to be juniors next year, yeah. so they're going to have plenty of, you know, they're probably going to get the majority of the snaps again, so he's going to be a rotation guy. That still sucks, though, because I would love to have him be in the rotation because he's really good. Rapid Fire is up next, and uh, we'll try not to prematurely kill any more 90s I know, sitcom As soon as I stars. said it, I thought, no, I'm probably wrong on Mr. that. Mr. Feeney's alive. I'm wrong on everyone I ever say. doing it with Pele's mom. Let That's what I'm going to say. Let she's 100. Live. He's 95. She's a... It's almost the bicentennial of sex. <laughs> yep. Just five more years. That's what we'll need. <laughs> It'll work out. All right. Rapid Fire's up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find some slowdowns on the east outer belt of 270 southbound at I-70. Maintenance crews are blocking the right lane to the local ramp lanes at I-70. Please be careful. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. About a 15-minute backup is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Things are better in threes. Taco Bell has three new $6 Cravings trios. Choose from the cheesy gordita crunch, Mexican pizza, or crunch wrap supreme. Then add a Doritos Locos taco and a large drink. Get the $6 Cravings trio at participating Taco Bell locations for a limited time only. While supplies last, drinks exclude freezes. Only an array with fan traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you something, T-Bone, that you already know. What's that? Sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio. And -hmm. if you want to gamble like Common Man and T-Bone and Teddy and Leanna, then you have to use the Barstool Sportsbook. Why? Because they've paid us money to tell you about them. That's right. And we believe in the Barstool Sportsbook. They've partnered with Hollywood Casino. Hollywood Casino is building this wonderful sportsbook. It's not ready yet. I can't wait to go to it, though. We're going to go to it. We're going to do some shows from there. Yes. You can come meet us out there. But until that's ready, you can do everything you want to do on your phone. Just download the Barstool Sportsbook app. T-Bone is betting today. (laughs) He lost yesterday. He had USC... And that was a crapper. Yeah, USC to beat Tulane was all I needed. You put money on Arsenal Arsenal and Newcastle. And you're going to lose that too. Well, so the nice thing I like about the Barstool app is they've got a lot of different options for you to bet. They've also got little things where you can tease up the lines. So if you're like, I want to bet this, but I don't believe that they're going to cover this spread. Well, you can change the spread for yourself. You don't make as much money when you do that, but there's ways to adjust it so you can get what you're looking for. I liked an odds, both Newcastle and Arsenal. They've been scoring goals left and right. Newcastle's got like three of their defenders missing. They're both talented, though, goal scorers on both sides. And I said, you know what? Arsenal, Newcastle, I'm going to bet both teams score at least a goal in the game. And And I thought, you know, I'll bet Arsenal to win the game, too. But those are just separate bets. I'm not even parlaying those. What's the score right now? 93 minutes into this stupid game. It's zero zero. Why? Losing money. These teams couldn't stop scoring before they went to the World Cup. And even since they've come back, they're scoring. Teddy won some money yesterday. You had Penn State in the Rose Bowl, right? I did. I took Penn State and the over, and it covered right at the very end. Utah got me a touchdown, and uh, I hit the over. Yeah, rub it in, Ted. Thanks. Make a first-time wager on the app. Get up to $1,000 in online bonus cash. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-589-9966. Yes, this is a paid advertisement because they pay us. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. Was last night's scheduled Bengals-Bills game a preview of this year's AFC Championship game? Yeah, I think so. Especially with the way, you know, obviously they can turn it on. They're an experienced postseason team. But the Chiefs have not looked very good down the stretch. And if that was the other AFC team you were looking at saying, man, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, don't count them out. Well, still don't count them out. 
But I think the two best teams in the AFC are the Bengals and the Bills. Don't look past the Jags. Um, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. You, I forgot about the Jags. If they make it into the playoffs. No, but I, I mean, again, not to bring the whole thing down again, but the only reason I would say that's not possibly the case is I, we don't know how this, how on the field stuff well, is going to be affected by everything that happened last night. So that, that notwithstanding, just looking at the teams as they've been all season, yeah. I think Bengals-Bills is a game you could absolutely see in the AFC Championship game, and that would be the one I would have said you know, going into last night, and I, I think that's still likely to be true. Rapid fire number two. Has Kirby Smart and Georgia overtaken Alabama as the best program in college football? Yes. Yes. That's not to say that Kirby Smart has the total resume of Nick Saban. Nick Saban is still the greatest coach of all time. Kirby Smart still has a long way to go to, to have that title, but... Right now, who's the best program in college football, who I think is the most consistent program in college football? It's Georgia. Georgia have found a way, after winning the championship last season, having five defensive players go in the first round. They lost five first-rounders off that defense, and yet they still finished undefeated in the SEC and knocked off the Buckeyes. Yeah. I also like the fact that Kirby Smart has overtaken Nick Saban for most successful head coach with a haircut out of 1987. That's also fun. So if Ryan Day wants to get into that elite level, he's going to get a bowl cut. Fine. Or something. I'll cut I mean, it you for got to do something. But they're both rocking haircuts that are at least 35 years old, so let them live. Rapid fire number three. Will Bryce Sensabaugh follow Malachi Branham's footsteps and be a one-and-done for the Buckeyes? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, I I want these guys to make cash, but yeah, probably just because, you know, here we are in January and the mock drafts are coming out, already have them in the first round. I guess he can crap himself, and but But we don't don't, don't want that. I don't want that. Right. Well, uh, here's the thing. It's not, I'm not saying... There's nothing here indicating that he's saying I'm gone or anything like that. Nothing. We're just looking at if you're a first-round pick in the NBA draft, most guys take that as a chance to go to the NBA draft. So will he be a first-round pick? If he keeps playing like he is, he's three weeks in a row. Freshman of the freshman of the week in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's I mean, he's really good. He can get his he can get his shot off from pretty much anywhere. The thing I see a lot of scouts saying about him, Mike, that I love, it's a good band name. They say he's got elite shake, and I approve. Elite shake. He does. He's got that thing where he doesn't even have to dribble the ball, and he can get you off your feet, and yeah. then he goes. And he's that's the thing NBA scouts drool over. He's got the size. He's got the quickness to the rim. Yes, I think I think he, if he plays like this, it's going to be a one and done. Rapid fire number four. Which NFL team with a head coach opening will be the most desirable job this offseason? What are we classifying as a head coach opening? So the Broncos are open, right? Mm-hmm. Colts, we think, are going to well, be open. They've, they've said they're going yeah. to interview candidates. Yes. Jeff Saturday's yeah. not guaranteed to keep that job. Uh, Panthers are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have an interim head coach. Are we talking about, like, jobs that could be open? Like, Cardinals could be open. Yeah. Texans could any, be open. Will the Cowboys maybe be open if they don't win? I mean, there's mm. other. will the Saints be open? Will Sean Payton go back there, maybe? Well, you know? I don't think Saints would be considered attractive. Right? Like, that wouldn't be the most What are you desirable. talking about? Sean Payton, who's guaranteed to win you at least five Super Bowls, and then old man River Tom Brady come in. Oh, right. I forgot. Together. No, but I'm saying you have to be Sean Payton in this scenario and, and take the job for it to be attractive, right? Like, the yeah, spot is not the most attractive. Well, if you're telling, Teddy, if you're talking about the Cowboys job being open, that's the one that I would take <laughs> just yeah. because they're the right. best team out there. But, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe, maybe even. This is ridiculous, but maybe the Texans, just because 
There's it's no, a blank slate. You're right. It's blank. You're not tied to a quarterback there. Well, you know, even with the Colts, you don't have a quarterback, but you've got weird Jim Irsay. Panthers is the only one I would say maybe is attractive just because you've got an owner with money. But then again, it's the NFL, so that doesn't necessarily they all matter. Have money. Well, but I mean, you know, you would think you could go out and get whoever you want from like assistant coaches and all that stuff. But again, it doesn't matter. Broncos have no picks. Colts have a crazy owner. So those are not attractive to me. Rapid fire number five. Give me your too hot sports take for 2023. I got 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 one for you right here. I will never win a sports bet ever again in my life. I'm 0 for so far since this stupid thing started. Guess what? Tomorrow we're going to talk about Barstool Sportsbook some more. And tomorrow you're going to have a good day. Okay. All right. Um, I got two for you, Teddy. You ready? Give it to me. All right. Number one. Bengals win the Super Bowl. Ooh, that's my like number that. one I like that. hot take. Here's my my hot take number two that I'm not as confident about, but I think still has a possibility of happening. Uh, at the ages of 40 and 42-ish, respectively, Mike Doss and Chris Gamble will find an extra year of eligibility and they will come back and play for this Buckeye secondary oh, next season. Please, let it happen. I would, I would take that. We're going to find it. And you know what? At 42 and 40, still the best players on yeah. defense. Yeah. I bet I bet they would be one of them would just be looking at the coverage and go like, I'm going to just get back here just to be sure. Well, I, I guarantee make- you both are turning their heads around. Yeah, no kidding. The only person who turned his head around on uh, Saturday, that was the game? Saturday? Yeah, that's right. Was uh, Steel Chambers. Steel Chambers, the linebacker, turned his head around. Mm-hmm. He was the only one. Got an interception. <laughs> I, uh, I'll give you two spicy sport takes. One... The Browns will be eliminated from the playoffs in 2023 next year. Like they will not make it to the final weekend. No, they're not going to make it. And they will not make it to like the final weekend to be able to do that. All right. The other one is uh, OSU women's basketball will make it to the final four. And I believe could win the whole thing. But I'm just going to say we'll we'll make it to the final four. I mean, they're one of the best teams. They're going to win the whole thing. That's hot. There you go. They're winning the whole thing. I'm just, well, I I get how final four is. Too hot. Fine. They're winning the whole thing. Ocean women's basketball team's going to win the national championship. Right. Let's go. Uh, speaking of too hot. Too hot. It's too hot in Florida. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on the west outer belt of 270 northbound after Total Crossing Boulevard. An accident blocks the right lane, causing heavy stop and go backups. You're also going to find some maintenance crews blocking the right lane of 270 east outer belt southbound at I-70. They are blocking the right lanes and the local ramp lanes. Please be careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Save now at appliances and more at the truckload event at Lowe's. Right now, get a 15-quart project source storage tote for free when you buy a 66-quart storage tote. Shop the truckload event in-store or online. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, see Lowe's.com for details. Valid 1229 through 14. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Game show coming up at 534. 90s sitcom trivia today. Uh, Bone, the Dolphins have ruled out Tua. 
for the final week of the season. They'll go with either Teddy Bridgewater, who's dealing with a broken finger, or Skylar Thompson, who is the annoying bitch wife of Walter White. So, I mean, wouldn't that be Skylar White? Wouldn't that be your name then? Thompson's a maiden name. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I mean, I've no, I got no the Skylar reference. She's, but yeah. she's top 10, one of the worst characters in entertainment history. Is she not? I don't know, man. It's in what way? Here, like, here, here in what way? Because she acts like a goody two shoes. I can't believe you did this to our family. Hold on. I'll get in business with you and, and launder money at the car wash. Then she was all right. involved. You're saying she's complicated. Like a, no, like a, I'm, like I'm, a character that has a lot of layers. No, it's, it's, no, it's not that's complicated. Like how humans are. No, that's, how humans, that's not are. how humans are. Yes, they are. No. They, she probably is looking at it going, well, I don't like that you're doing this, but I do like that we have money and security and I'm kind of scared of you because I think you might kill me. I don't know what's going on here. I, I don't cannot, know what to think of I you I cannot anymore. believe that I'm sitting here and you're defending Skylar White. I'm not saying at times there weren't parts where, yeah, she was annoying when I was like, yeah, Walter, come on, go out there and get that drug money. But that's because I'm a horrible person at some point, I guess. No, she's a horrible person. She should have been all in or all out, huh? Hater. Okay. Yeah, walk out the door. No, but she's not the same as like Pauly from Rocky. Yes, she's right up no there. No way. I'd like to see both of them fight it out to the death. No, it made a lot of sense why she was like that. Because she's no, like, I, I love her. this person. He got cancer. I don't like that he got cancer. Then. Hater. So what should she have done? What was the right answer? I don't know. What was the right answer on that? I mean, what is the right answer? Well, I don't know. Like, should she have like left him and said, screw you, dude? Or should she have been sure. all in? Go. I didn't do that. You're saying it's it's because she should have left him or been all in. Is that either what? Yes. Okay. okay. Don't okay. straddle the line. You're either good or evil. Jump right. in. But humans are not that way. No. Ah, this is a whole, we could do seven hours on that. That's just another show. There's your uncensored podcast right there. Are you straddling the line right now between? Yes. My wife is currently, well, I didn't want to put this out there. She's currently laundering money okay. and doing lots of drugs. All right. Okay. Runs a prostitution ring. What? That's not from, that's, she's running it. She's not in it. She's running it. I like how it's like, oh, I draw the line there. No, I, well, I mean, I I'll, don't. I'll be the captain of the sex no, trafficking. No, I'm the one who's actually the prostitute. She, it's a oh. ring of men who are, pro, like, did I not make that clear? No, she's running a male clear. prostitute oh, ring see. and I'm in it. You're that's, in it. Why do you think I'm losing all this weight? See, I would think that not would be a turnoff. No, not as big of a market for the, the fluffies as you I, thought there were. I thought they wanted no, the chubs. No, no, we're not, not as much anymore. I was, now it's everybody with the loose skin fetish, which is yes, why you're losing that's the weight. I'm trying to get that going. That's absolutely right. What did, what did I tease? Skylar. Oh, oh, too hot in Texas. Oh, that's oh, right. Skylar. Too hot! Uh, the Jaguars are going to redo their stadium. They have agreed to a deal with an architecture company to redesign. I'll give you a, a trillion dollars if you tell me how much or what that stadium's called. In Jacksonville. Oh, I don't remember at all. I have no idea. TIAA Bank Field. Okay. The team's home since 1995. Way back in 1995. Hmm. Uh, The Jags president, Mark Lamping, said, will essentially end up with a new stadium built on the existing structure. The renovations and upgrades could reach $1 billion. Uh, Renovations include a shade roof covering... Because it's hot, I guess, and sunny. <laughs> Did they not know that when they built the stadium that Jacksonville, Florida gets hot occasionally? No, that's like in you know the ballpark in Arlington. They had to replace that. Mm-hmm. And now they have... It looks like a grill. Looks like well, a they giant have, they have the dome grill. there. It's like, you know, it's just too hot to play baseball. And you didn't know that? When, 
Yeah. Like July. I, look, I know global global warming's a thing, but is it so much a thing that back in 1990, when you conceived this place, you didn't realize that it got to be 100 degrees in July? Right. right. <laughs> kind of dumb. Kind of dumb they were not aware that like in places like Texas, Florida gets hot in the summer. Plans also include decreasing the venue's capacity from 68,000 to roughly 60,000. Uh, TIAA Bank Field hosts other events, including the annual Florida-Georgia game. Hmm. That's right. So Can't call it the world's largest cocktail no, party. They get no, very mad no, about that. Can't do that. Uh, the Royals, by the way, Kansas City Royals, speaking of spending money, they would like to build a new stadium in downtown Kansas City Okay, for roughly $2 billion. They say, we have looked at 14 different sites in downtown Kansas City. It needs to be more than a ballpark. It's Uh, about what happens before and after the game that makes it a community. You know, the story gets reported that way. They would like to do this. The team is interested. They are exploring options. However they phrase that, it means baseball team or football team or basketball team would like to build a new place. I I wish the story would just come back and it was city says, forget about it. Like that, like, no, you've got a nice place there. What's wrong with Kauffman Stadium? I know you're going to say it's old. But it's also got charm to it, doesn't it? A little bit. I think it's beautiful. I've been there before. I've not, but I, I think mean, it's I, beautiful. I see place. it on TV. I see the fountains and stuff, and it's it's nice. It's it. But it. The point is, it's in a sports complex where it's it, off the interstate. Right, yes, it's There's off nothing the else around. But right there next to it is Arrowhead. the Chiefs. Yeah, the Arrowhead Stadium is right there too. I know I said the Arrowhead Stadium, but you got it. Yeah, I mean, they is there not anything around there that you could build if you wanted other things there? I, I don't know. That's we can't just have a stadium now. It's about more than that. We have to have retail and you know apartments that people live in and uh, museums. And you want to know why? It's not because the Kansas City Royals are interested in building some sort of community. It's not because no, of that. No. It's because it's easier for them to get money if they go to the government and say it's about more than just us. Look at what we're going to have. We're going to have a, a a nice homeless shelter right next to the stadium. That's what I was going to say, man. If one of these teams would be like, we want to do this for the community, and what we're putting in is. We're going to put in low-income housing so everyone can live nearby. Anyone who can afford it can be there. We're going to have uh, nice little warming stations for you know when homeless people or people who need it on a given night. We're going to have a free clinic. Like if you're doing all that stuff, a true right. community they're not, center, they're not doing and that a big stuff. old park so everyone can be outside and exercise. Then I'm with you that yeah, you're really doing this for the community. But instead, you're going to put in nine thousand retail shops. 18 different bars and restaurants that are going to charge you $27 for a burger, $10 for a beer, and let them live. That's what you do. That's fine. But don't tell me that's for the community. That's for you to make money. That's all that is. They also have to figure out the financing. That has not been worked out. Mm. But they won't be paying for it. No. So the the local politicians have to decide, are we going to spend $2 billion on this? Mm. I like how just a couple quick years ago, and still there's things that are behind right where we're like can we get this or we can get that no man chips can't get chips can't get this can't get that we do need to build a new ballpark though so we're going to find all the resources and money to make that happen but we can't get this other stuff that everyone actually needs we can't figure that stuff out but let's get this ballpark done if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program we got you covered with the rundown coming up common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Frank Road east of I-71. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here as they try to get things clear. You'll also find some ramp restrictions. Maintenance crews blocking the right lane and local ramp lanes at I-70 from east to outer belt of 270. Traffic is stop and go in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on Haas Avocados, just due for a dollar. Now through January 3rd. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game today, Boner? Uh, The game this week is just 90s sitcom trivia. Basic questions about various shows we watched in the 90s. If that's a thing you did, maybe you didn't. But if you didn't, you can learn about some shows you should go check out. Maybe go find something you'll enjoy. A couple things we didn't get to today that are definitely notable. Donovan Mitchell... Scored 71 points last night. Dude, this guy, man. And it wasn't just 71. I mean, that was great. Like, they had, they were down two with, he had one free throw left to make, and they were down two. So he purposefully misses the free throw, gets his own rebound, and puts up a shot while falling to the floor to tie it up with like two seconds left. Yeah. And then, I mean, in the overtime, he scored a bunch of points and, that's how he got to 71. He assisted or scored on 99 of their points. That is the most points a scored or assisted on since some guy named Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game. That's also a top 10 performance, just the 71 points alone, but Spider, man, he is good and a big Mets fan like me. So uh, we got that going for us too. Uh, his previous high was 46. So he... Increase that quite a bit. Seventy-one well, yeah. points last night. It's. Did you see all the games last night that had uh, ridiculous amounts of points? I mean, I just saw the scores. I'm not watching it. No, clearly, no, no. I'm but... talking about like players in the game having a ridiculous amount of points. Let me see if I still have this to pull it up. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not not just last night, but here are the guys who have gone for fifty this season. Just this season with fifty plus points. Okay. Um, obviously, a Donovan Mitchell last night. You have uh, Luka Doncic had 60 the other night. Yep. Joel Embiid has had 59. Devin Booker, 58. Anthony Davis, 55. Clay Thompson had 54. I think, was that last night too? Am I, I think I wrong? so. Yeah, they he lost, just had 54 they? last night. Yeah, that's when that happened. Joel Embiid also had 53. Pascal Siakam had 52. Doncic had 51 earlier this year. Devin Booker had 51. Darius Garland went for 51. Luka Doncic had 50 again. Steph Curry had 50. We're January 3rd. And this many guys have hit 50. So it's it's quite a thing going on right now. Um, the This is from Kevin O'Connor. A player has scored 50-plus points in a game 13 times this season, and it's not even close to halfway. The NBA is on pace for 28 total 50-plus point games. That would be the most since the 1962-63 season, where there were 34 games of 50-plus points 
But do you know who had 30 of those games? It would be Will Chamberlain. I was going to say Will Chamberlain. And Elgin Baylor had four 30 plus point or 50 plus point games. So Elgin Baylor always gets like kind of glossed over in that area. He was awesome too. But yeah, this is some historic offense going on or some terrible defense, however you want to look at it. But Donovan Mitchell, legit. And uh, Purdue is coming to the shot to play the Buckeyes on Thursday night. They were undefeated. They are no longer undefeated. They lost to Rutgers for the second straight season last night. So now New Mexico is the last D1 unbeaten team. Well, didn't we talk about that yesterday where the analytics people were looking at it saying that Ohio State had a 68% chance, chance to win the game? I have not looked at it today and seen yeah. if that's changed or not, but I found that hard to believe. Not that the Buckeyes couldn't win the game, but that the Buckeyes were favored to win by that much. Yeah. But, you know, Purdue was ripe. They and, were. and Rutgers got him for the second straight year last night. And Rutgers really dominated that entire game. Purdue had to fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see how Purdue was able to get back in that game, though. But kudos to Rutgers because they took the lead. Purdue fought back, got in, and then you think, all right, Purdue's just going to... That was nice by Rutgers, but Purdue's not going to let this happen again. And then they... Per, Rutgers hung with them. They are tough out, man. They've been the last few years. I think Teddy lost money on that last night, too, because you won money, Penn State Rose Bowl, yeah, and then instead of keeping it in your pocket, you rolled it on Purdue. yeah, because on the uh, sports app, the Barstool Sports app that we have now, you can do the live betting, which I've never done before, Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, Purdue's, uh, they're coming back in this game. Let me get a little action on it, and then I saw the odds were increasing because they got behind a little farther. I'm like, uh, I'm going to bet another $10 here, and I think I can win some easy money, mm-hmm. right? No such thing because you know Purdue hit that three to take the two-point lead. I'm like, I got it. Rutgers comes down, hits the three, takes the one-point lead. Purdue can't uh, take the lead after that, and I lost. But so big game fun. on Thursday night over at the shot. I want to say that's a 7 o'clock start time. Of course, catch all the action right here on the fan. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. So the Rundown is somber and depressing, because that's how the show started out today, with DeMar Hamlin and all that that went down last night at the Bengal-Bill game. He's still in the hospital. He is still, as far as we know, fighting for his life, Yeah, which is... Disturbing on so many levels, and you know, it's something you never want to see. It's a freak accident, and I can't understand how the players had to deal with that. I can't understand how there was thought that you continue that game last night. Now, in the end, whether they should have done it differently or not, you and I both think they should have. The game did not continue and will not be played this week. The NFL has announced that. Yeah, we I, both we both to be clear think they they shouldn't have had the game. This this yes, was the right no, decision it, to look, not play the game last night. There shouldn't right. have been like coaches getting together and taking the temperature of the team and what do you want to do? It shouldn't be there. That's the NFL to say no. I'm sorry. We have a hard and fast rule and the rule is somebody's heart stops during the game, a player's heart stops and needs life-saving CPR on the field. Game's canceled. We're not fooling around. We're not going to ask what you guys think. What do the players want to do? Shouldn't be left up to them. That should be an automatic. Yeah, I mean, I I think we talk about this all the time when someone has a concussion, right? Where we say, look, if you have signs of a concussion, whether you want to go out there and play or not. Martin Harrison wanted to go back out there. They wouldn't give him his helmet back. Whether you you would like to do it or not, we have to do what's in the best interest of you. and, And honestly, cynically, I guess, you could also say it's in the best interest of a game when you keep a concussed player off the field because that prevents possibly a worse injury from happening, which would be 
bad for everything, right? Certainly for that person, but also for everyone in trying to enjoy the game, right? In a situation like this, where a bunch of players saw someone look like they they, they couldn't breathe, they're having a cardiac like they arrest. Were dead. They're in cardiac arrest. They're doing CPR for nine minutes, and all these guys are friends. They're watching their teammate, their colleague, their coworker, but also their friend. In that situation, don't you think all those guys probably need just the rest of the day off to have a mental break from what they just saw, if nothing else? Trying to push that down and go back and play a football game was the last thing on any of those players' minds, I'm guessing, after that. It's shocking to me that the NFL even considered, no, possibly thought, well, we could find a way to come back and play this. Not after you saw those guys' faces. You should have known instantly, and Roger Goodell should have known, and said, I don't care what our rule book says. I don't care what our TV partners are going to think. We're not going to continue this game, and we're going to have to end this broadcast very early. So we're going to have to figure that out from a financial standpoint and all that stuff later on. We're going to do what's right by the players first and foremost. And it doesn't look like that was necessarily the way they thought about it. It was, it reminded me of the Jackets a couple of years ago in Dallas with Rich Peverly where his heart stopped. They had to resuscitate him. And they did. They resuscitated him. And he came to at the arena and then said, I want to go back in and play. And they said, dude, we stopped the game because you kind of died. So you're not going to go out there and play. But both teams were so shaken. They, they didn't cancel the game. They... They paused the game, and I think they went back and played it a couple months later. I, that sounds Is that right? right. I think that's correct. And that I want to say the Jackets up. had a one nothing lead at the time, so they picked up that game when they were up with the lead anyway. It reminded me of that situation. You don't ask the players to go back out there and perform under no. circumstances like no. that. Now, what you do ask the players, and I guess the Bills players had the option last night to do this, do you want to fly back home to Buffalo, or would you like to stay here Sure, we'll get you a room and you stay here and you can go to the hospital and check on your friend if you need to do that. That's the type of choice that you you let the Bills players make. Not do you want to go play a football game? Of course not. And I, I think it's very difficult to keep these things in mind when you're especially if you do this job or if you work in sports, you know, which I know the people in the NFL, they they. They work for the NFL. They're not fans. They're not just looking at it when they want to. And then yeah, I'm not saying they they're a bunch like, of heartless, ba- no. heartless bastards. You're not saying that either. No, 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 no. no. What, what I'm saying is, like, here, if tomorrow Mike had a, or I had a horrible accident and something happened, we would be off the air for months because we were in the hospital. There would be the sentiment, because we work together, of, oh, man, I hope you're okay. But soon after that would be, what are we going to do about the show for the next few months? You know, like we, that thought would instantly enter our minds just because it's part of our job, but it would also be concerned for my friend. Like you can be a human and have multiple thoughts in your head at the same time. I don't blame the NFL for trying to think about logistics at some point in the future. Yeah. But on that night, the best thing to do instantly was to recognize players and coaches should not be put in this situation regardless of, of what it means for our playoff scenarios and our last week of the season and all that other stuff, that all has to pause and you've got to, you've got to figure out yeah, you, tonight. And then you go from there. You, you work that out. You decide playoff seating on winning percentage. And is that fair? No, it's not fair. You know what else isn't fair? A guy's heart stopping during a game. That's not right. fair. No one wanted that. What at least of all him. You can have teams coming out and bitching and moaning. Well, that's unfair. We should. No, all the, this whole league is together right now. Yeah, right? well, and if anybody does complain, you can go to the media and say, yeah, this team is complaining about the fact that we had to do a weird playoff scenario because a guy almost died on the field. So what's the what's the right thing to do? Play this game, like, tomorrow? No. 
That's not going to happen. Push every other game a week past. Yeah, you know, I can't and so that you that. have Bengals and 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 who knows? Is is it humane still to have this game played when the guy's still fighting for his life? I mean, when right, is the when right. is the right time? Yeah. No one has the answer. I will tell you this: playing that game last night out of the question. Yes. This five-minute warm-up that they had, I don't know if it was the league that was not communicating properly or if there was a rogue employee of the league at the game that was making that call. That was ridiculous. Those guys shouldn't have five minutes to go warm up and then start playing a game again. Yeah, but what I will say this with Roger Goodell. I mean, I watched a good amount of the coverage that ESPN was doing, and then I was watching you know, Scott Van Pelt as he kind of took it over, and then he did well over an hour, I want to say, without a commercial break, just trying to keep everybody informed, talking to people out on the site there at the hospital, talking to everybody back at the stadium, and just bringing in, you know, Ryan Clark did a great job. At no point did Roger Goodell pop on that broadcast. I'm not saying he had to be on TV, but he could have been on a phone calling in and saying, here's the voice of the commissioner, just giving his, you know, heartfelt concerns, and we're thinking of this player, and just to clarify everything, there will be no football tonight, and we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. We'll look at all that when we get a chance to, but that's not our main concern that's tonight. What did you pay him $65 million to do. He could have right, done five do minutes with Scott Van Pelt and just kind of cleared the air he on that. He said it was Troy Vincent. I just I didn't, understand, I didn't understand that at all. It didn't make sense. I know Troy Vincent's been handling most of the communication all season long, but this is a special situation. Your number one guy has to be out there. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Jim Harbaugh, is he staying? Is he going? We give you the latest coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Frank Road east of I-71. All lanes have reopened. And still watching an accident on Route 315 northbound after North Broadway. This accident is on the left side, causing some backups from Ackerman Road. Please be careful about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has CDL truck driver positions. Don't miss out on the chance to drive for one of the best companies in Ohio. Ace Hardware also has excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'll be NRA with fan traffic. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, check out the podcast. It's available wherever you get your audio. Google, Spotify, Apple, it's there. And the Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by our friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including yesterday's show. Where for the first hour and change, we had various things to say about the Buckeyes losing to Georgia. If you were, you know, celebrating the holiday with your family, you weren't working out of your regular routine, go check out the podcast from yesterday. and Best show of the year, too. Hear us wallow in our own self-pity. Thank you for that horrible joke, Teddy. That is uh, all about yesterday. He came in and said, oh, man, 
Best lunch I've had all year. He's like, all right, we got it, Ted. Keeps making the same. Right. So. That's right. The thing is, he'll say that also, like, in August about that show in January. He'll be like, that was the best show of the year. It was all downhill from there, man. And he's right. There was a report yesterday saying Jim Harbaugh would take an NFL job if one was offered to him. I I guess I'm on an island by myself. I, I tend to believe him that he's going to be back at Michigan next season because uh, I think he does care what people think of him in Ann Arbor. Let me ask you this, though. What do you think? The, and, and we have to just guess because we don't know. Yeah. What do you think the reaction is of the Michigan fan if he takes an NFL job? Do you think it's... Well, you know, good for him. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He got us back up to, I guess, their version of the top of the mountain, beating Ohio State back-to-back years, going to the playoffs back-to-back years. He's built this program back up. Godspeed. Or do you think they say, man, you've gotten us back up to this point. We're almost there. We have beaten Ohio State two straight years. But then we follow it up with embarrassing performances in the playoffs. You know, last year getting blown out, this year losing a game that we think we should have won. And you're going to bail on us now? You haven't done anything yet. Are we going to go back to square one? What are you doing to us, Jim Harbaugh? I'm asking because I don't know how Michigan fans would feel about it. I tend to think the majority of Michigan fans, as they are over the last, you know, 20, 25 years, what they've become accustomed to, will tip their hat and say... Yeah, I mean, we'd wish you'd stay. We all wish you would stay. But if he leaves, I think they'll say, well, you, we know you wanted to go. You've done everything we asked of you outside of winning a national championship, but that was a far cry from where they were when he took the program over. The fact that he beat Ohio State twice in a row, I think would be enough that they would all say, all right, now let's go see if we can get someone who can take us to that next level and get us to national championship plan. You know, I I, I tend to think that most Michigan fans, given how a lot of them just a few short years ago, we're all out on him, probably realize what they're seeing now is a bit of a, it's probably not going to last. Right? You think so? I don't, it's I don't, like a, I I don't think, think it's, they feel that way. I think they feel like it's a peak. I think the majority of Michigan fans who are honest with themselves, yeah, they want to believe it's going to keep going up and up and up, but they might think also like, we've peaked with Jim Harbaugh. We need to go to that next guy to get, and now they're at a place where if you're Michigan and you have a coaching search, let's say they let someone have the program for a year this year and then next year they go and they spend all year hiring and put it out there. They could go hire the next, you know, whoever it is. If you think Lincoln Riley was that guy or Dabo Swinney a few years ago or Kirby Smart when he took that job, I think they believe they could go land that type of yeah, candidate that's, now. That's easier said than done. I'm not obviously. saying they're right. I'm saying they. I could see them believing that now, whereas before Harbaugh, I think they would say, I don't know who's going to want this job. Because it's just not the same type of gig. I think now they've gotten to this point where they're in the playoffs two years in a row. They think someone will take this over and, and move them to the next level. See, I, if I were in their position, and I'm not, but if I were in their position, I'd look at Jim Harbaugh. If he left this offseason, the first thing that would pop in my head is quitter. And you know what? In fairness, if Ryan Day this offseason said, I'm going to go coach the Colts. Peace. You know what I'd say? Quitter. Really? Yeah, I would. See, you, I, you've, you've gotten so close. Don't you want to finish? Don't you want to finish what you started? Well, I think that's, again, a question of what is the ultimate goal for each person. Well, again, and for you and me, we're just Ohio State you're, fans. You're right. They're just Michigan fans. And it's not yeah. my job all the time to get in everybody's head and try and figure out exactly what their goals are. I'm telling I know. you as a fan, that's how I would feel. 
Yeah, I get it. I'm saying for Michigan fans too, though, the last 20 years, Ohio State fans have gotten up every single start of the year and said, and and not just Ohio State fans, every outlet has said, this. they've got a top five team there, top 10 team there, national championship contender. I mean, every year since Ryan Day's been here, they've said this is a top five team preseason, right? Yeah. Every team, every year, Urban was here pretty much after the first one. They said, this is a top five team. So our expectation the last two decades has been, we should win a national championship or or be in contention for it every single year. Michigan fans were like, oh, please, God, let us not get embarrassed by Ohio State this year. And please let us win like nine or ten games. And can we just not be a joke? That's what they were I know, working with. Now that you've seen that you can take that step, don't you want to keep going? You're oh, not just satisfied I, with I'm that. I'm not saying they're they're like thrilled with if he were to leave. I just don't think it would be like enemy number one. I think it would be like, hey, man, All right, fair you enough. gave us a couple years of Ohio State victories. That's what we were looking for. We got to the playoffs. We played in a closer game this year than we did last year. But still, we lost, and that's frustrating. But maybe they maybe they would look at it and say, uh, the next guy will get I, us I, over fine. the hump. I understand. And look, maybe it's just me being foolish, too, because I know coaches do this all the time. But Jim Harbaugh didn't have to say, I will be back next season. No, of course not. And he did. He said, I know a lot of you aren't going to like this, but I will be back next season. He didn't have to say it, but he did. I know. So and now if he's not, then he's just a liar. Well, yes. I agree with you that if going to that level, there will be some fans that are, again, we're talking about a wide swath of fans and saying, how will they all react? The majority of them, I think, will react in a certain way. And I think it will be, well, that sucks, but maybe we can do a little bit better when we get the next guy. Either way, that has to happen first. For all we know, Jim Harbaugh is still going to stay there. But I know you're not as high on this as I am. I do think he's going. Like, you do. I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to go and Which take job a job. is he going to take? I think that, I mean, if the Colts job is offered to him, that's the one I think he goes after because I think he feels like me and Ursay see eye to eye. And when it comes to out-crazying Jim Ursay, Jim Harbaugh's got that covered. So he doesn't look at Ursay and go, ah, that guy's wild. He goes, ah, that guy's like me. He's Everybody thinks he's weird. Yeah, but I'm I but I know the reality. I know this guy, and then he'll have run, he'll run the team. You know, he'll have control of an NFL franchise that still has the makings of a good roster. They need to figure out their quarterback. But if they can go draft one or go get one in free agency or trade for one, then suddenly they've got a team, and Harbaugh can maybe go back and finally scratch the real itch he has, which is getting a Super Bowl. I just wonder what happens. I wonder what happens to Michigan if they continue to stay relevant and. You know, we have more problems with them every single year, regardless of who takes over. I wonder if they fall back down a little bit. But I look at Penn State. You know, the Rose Bowl yesterday, Penn State beat Utah, and Cam Rising didn't play for a portion of that game. And maybe that factored in. Maybe it was just Penn State was better. Sean Clifford had a good game, which he did. You know, they win the Rose Bowl. And I was reading some of the coverage, the local coverage in State College, and it was, hey, look at us. We won the Rose Bowl. Hmm. You know, we're excited. We're happy. That's where that program is right now. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be excited for winning the Rose Bowl, but Buckeyes won the Rose Bowl last year. And if you listen to the show afterwards, you and I both wanted to kill ourselves. Right. Because it's like, oh, you won. Great. You staved off embarrassment. You gave up 600 yards of total offense in the process and <laughs> yeah. looked embarrassing. And, you know, that was us. That was us talking about the consolation prize of the Rose Bowl and how we don't want to go back there and no disrespect to the history of the game, but it's not where we want to be right now. But Penn State looks at it and says, look at us. We just did it. We won the Rose Bowl. And I wonder if that's what Michigan becomes, if they fall into that same category, or if they keep building up and building up and they 
are a true rival yeah. to what we're doing here? I, I don't know the answer. The, the toughest thing for Michigan is going to be if if Harbaugh is truly if he does take a job and leaves to go to the NFL. Who do you, you're not getting someone this year. I wouldn't ex- expect that you could the type of candidate you could get next year would be a lot different, right? You'd have a yeah, whole year yeah. to kind of go after and put out there. You know, this job's open next year. We're looking for that future guy, and every coach that's an up and coming coach will have their eye on that gig and be open to it. Right now, there are a lot of coaches who just took good jobs or already decided I'm not moving this year. I'm already doing my signing day. I already got it, and so that's the other thing that complicates this if he goes. And I was just thinking about the, I just had a little shiver down my spine where I thought about the worst case scenario, which will never happen, by the way. Which is? It will not happen. Oh, I see. Is that Mike Vrabel goes and takes the Michigan Oh, job. that's your worst case scenario? That's the worst case. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say some guy who. Or Urban? Never lost to no, Michigan. No, no, like, no, hey, no. I'm never going to lose to him. By the way, Vrabel's not doing that either. No, He's not I doing know. that. I Urban's think not so. doing that. I wouldn't think so. Whew. I'm yeah, glad Fickle's not doing that either. Your next head coach will be Brian Hartline. <laughs> No, no, come on. He's not going to do that. Uh, Game show next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident causing some delays on Route 315 northbound after North Broadway. We are working to get this clear. Traffic is slow from Ackerman Road in that area. You'll also find it on the west side of I-70 westbound between 670 and Hague Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you and their team. Ace has a variety of warehouse positions and shifts available up to $19.25 per hour plus incentive bonus. Ace will provide excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This this is Common Man and T-Bone. Tonight on The Fan, Jackets time. Jackets playing in Ottawa. Patrick Line is back tonight. Coverage starts at 6.30. Catch all the action right here. Line is back. Uh, Jackets trying to make it back-to-back victories. And undefeated in 2023. Mm. Jackets, uh... That'd beating, be nice. Beating the Blackhawks on New Year's Eve. It'd be nice to be undefeated in something, right? We'd take yes. that. Connor Bedard, I was watching him last night in the World Juniors. He has played five games in the World Juniors. He has scored 21 points in those five games. That's uh, what they call stupid good? Yeah. That's stupid he good. Is stupid good. Mm-hmm. All right, game show time. Hi, Mike. Today we're doing 90s sitcom trivia. These are not the hardest questions in the world, but I thought I'd try them out on you. Now you set me up. You set me up to fail. These are so easy. Well, you should get all these. You suck if you don't get them. Go ahead. Uh, These are, I mean, even fifth graders could get this. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, No. that's not the game we're playing. That's a, I don't think that was a 90s sitcom. That wasn't even, it was a game show. It wasn't even a sitcom. All right. Anyway, uh, here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the airline the Hackett Brothers own? Sandpiper Air. On Wings, yes. Sandpiper Air is correct. Wings, you know how many seasons it ran? 
seven or eight, right? Eight seasons. Eight you're seasons. Right. Yeah. Took place. One of my in favorite the shows. Fictional Nantucket Airport. Tom Nevers Field. That's right. Was the airport. Uh, Joe Hackett, aka Tim Daly. Who is that? Who Timmy Hall thinks he looks like? Yeah. And he's wrong. <laughs> but that's fine. Anyway, he's a very, very poor man. Joe no, Hackett. Tim's a handsome man. He just doesn't look like this other handsome man. What are we talking about? All right. Anyway, so Tim also thinks he looks like Brian Austin Green. So okay, that's I think that's for good what for it him. Was. Good for him. Uh, younger brother Brian, who is Stephen Weber, worked there as a pilot. Roy Biggins, Dead. actor David Schram, owned the competing airline Aeromass, which I like. Uh, and Faye, Rebecca Scholl, worked for the Hackett's announcing flights to the passengers. Now you, and of course, Helen ran the lunch counter. Helen ran the lunch counter. Mary Jo. Right. That's right. Uh, next up, who did Frank Lambert, a.k.a. Patrick Duffy, marry on step-by-step? Was it Carol Foster, Carol Stevens, or Carol Burnett? Well, it's not Carol Burnett. <laughs> I don't remember... Uh, what was the first one? Carol Foster or Carol Stevens? I'll go with Carol Foster. You are correct. Right. Uh, Suzanne Summers, of course, was Carol Foster. Do you remember what the pilot episode was? How that started? How they got together? No. So Step by Step, if you haven't seen it, it's a show about a blended family. It's almost like the Brady Bunch. It's a new Brady Bunch for yeah, the 90s. Essentially. But uh, she played Carol. Patrick Duffy was Frank. The pilot episode, they're already married because they met each other on vacation in Jamaica without their children, which that's, number one, that's a fantasy in and of itself. Like, two people with children got to leave, single parents, whatever, left without the kids, and then met another single parent also with kids without their kids in Jamaica. They got married on vacation, came home, and said... Let's tell the kids. I forgot. We got married. Yeah. And so the kids are at a barbecue and they recognize each other from school. And they're like, oh, I hate that kid. Dana, I believe the older sister says she hates the older brother from the other family because he put a rat in her locker. And then it turns out, hey, we're all married. Yay. And, Yay. They, they can't stand and then each by other. the end of the series, they're bumping uglies on you porn. That's right. <laughs> Only fans. Update your references. Come on. Uh, next up. What is the name of the... Buckman's dog, Bukeman's dog on Buckman's Mad About dog. You. Murray. Buckman's. Murray is Murray correct. Murray the dog. Uh, Hank was the dog walker, too. There you go. Murray was played by a dog named... Murray? No, Maui. Oh, Maui. Yeah, he is actually who they based all of Moana off of. No, it's not. That's not true. Maui was found by an animal trainer named Boone Nar at an animal shelter. The dog weighed 58 pounds and played the backup to the lead dog... In the 1991 movie Bingo, he was a collie mix. All right. So now you know. In Boy Meets World, Corey's parents are Alan and who? Oh, no. Amy, Karen, Amy. or Robin. Amy, Amy. is correct. So if, if I didn't have multiple choice, I would have uh, chosen. I know. Alan choice. and Amy. And yes, that's right. Corey, you know what Alan did? Uh, I feel like he worked with his hands, was like some kind of... Alan electrician was, or Alan plumber was or something? the manager of a grocery store. So completely, not completely wrong, but mostly wrong. Okay. Uh, that was William Russ who played Alan. You, Betsy Randall played Amy. Corey Matthews, of course. You know him. Uh, so that's that's that show. I don't need to go on any further that's about that. That's that show. There we go. Thank you, Bone. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, that's that show. I just had a lot of useless stuff in there that didn't I need to be said. Uh, next up. Which word or phrase from The Simpsons was added to the dictionary in the mid-90s? Hmm. Don't! Eat my shorts or I carumba. 
Uh, dough? Yes. Dough? Yes. Uh, the new Oxford Dictionary of English added dough and defined it as used to comment on an action perceived as foolish or stupid. Okay. But it's it made the dictionary. Oh, let them live. Let them live indeed. All right. Next up. Uh, what is the cat's name in Sabrina the Teenage oh, Witch? I never watched this show. Uh, I was wondering if you'd seen this show or not. All right. Give me give me choices. Sandy, Socks, or Salem? Salem. You're right. And why did you think Salem? Because it's witch, right? Right. It, That's it, makes, it. That makes sense. There you go. Exactly Salem. right. Yeah. Salem, which was voiced by Nick Bacay, was the cat. It talked, and they had a voice actor doing that. Was a witch sentenced to 100 years as a cat after trying to take over the world. So Salem lived with Sabrina Spellman and her aunts because her aunt Hilda was also being punished for supporting Salem's regime. I so see. they were both being punished. They all lived there. Who, anyway. what, was, what was her name? Aunt Hilda. No, no, no. The, the, the girl. Sabrina. Sabrina Spellman. Spellman. Yeah. Well, Alonzo Spellman was also yes. in this show. Right. There you go. I should have just known that was the joke you were going yeah, for in such sorry. a Sorry. All right. This is the last one I have. It might be a little tough for you. I'm well, not sure. I got sure. them all so far, Bone. I'm undefeated. You did. Uh, Taj Maori played a boy genius in the show Smart Guy. His real-life sister played a leading role in which other 90s sitcom? So the actor who was the lead in Smart Guy, his sister was a leading actress in another sitcom. Was it A Different World, Caroline in the City, or Sister Sister? Sister Sister. Oh, you got Tia it. Tia and Tamara. Tia, yes, it wasn't one sister. It was two. Tia, Tia and, Tamara. and Tamara Mowry were his older sisters, and they both were on that show. Taj was born in May of 1986 in Honolulu, and they were born a little before him. But Bone, I, I aced that. You did I ace it. I gotta tell you, buddy. You did a good job. You know who also made a guest appearance on Smart Guy? No. Destiny's Child and Beyonce. Really? Beyonce, for a period on that show, dated the older brother. In oh, storyline, really? yeah, Beyonce oh, was sort of I, like a character on the I show. Forgot, I, if I knew that, I forgot about it. That's I did not know that. I, I watched way too much television. <laughs> you and me both. Way too much television. Although I thought there were like some TGIF shows. What shows were you not familiar with? Because I know that I I thought we talked once about like Family Matters, and I watched that a lot. No, I mean I watched Family yeah. Matters, but I mean were I you, didn't see every episode. Were but, you big on? Um, well, why am I blanking on the show with the, the Olsen twins? Oh, what Full the House. Hell? Full House. You yeah. watch Full House oh, all the absolutely. time, right? Okay. I wanted to be John Stamos. I still that's do. Right. Yeah, that's right. I want to grow up to be him. See, that's the thing, though. Perfect Strangers was TGIF. Perfect, I forgot that was I forgot Love that it. was TGIF. That was early TGIF. Yeah. I Here's the thing about me. I know a lot about 90s TV in the sense of, if you say a show, most of them I'll remember something from. Like, this is not a sitcom. I was not permitted as a child, you'll be shocked to find out, to watch NYPD Blue. Well, I can understand why. Realistic I mean, cop yes. show, yeah. Dennis Franz but is I, showing his ass. But I know Dennis Franz. I know some of the other actors who are on it because it was culturally relevant at the time, which is why I was shocked to find out this weekend when I brought it to my wife, Mark Curry, hanging with Mr. Cooper. She had no idea who that no was. No idea who it was. No idea about the show. And then we're watch, we watched an episode and she goes... Oh, is that why Holly Robinson Pete's famous? I had no idea. What I didn't know what she did. And I'm like, well, she did that, and she also married Rodney Pete, right. who was a like NFL quarterback. So like, they were a celebrity couple, well known. But yeah, she was on a network TV show. That's also true. also joined the uh, cast of that show. 
Raven Simone. Yes, yes. Raven Simone After was on she that was show. done with Cosby. Yep. I'm trying to think who else. There were a lot of good actors on that show. Remember his uh, Mr. Cooper's cousin was like the main teacher. She was kind of like she was very prim and proper, and he was very like loose and did everything kind of his don't way. Remember. Yeah. But anyway, she was a good actress. I don't remember what her name was, but she was great. I remember when they first started that show, they used the same exact house from the Growing Pains. Yes, and yes. it creeped me out. Well, they had there's some clip that exists. Maybe it was on the first episode where like Mark Curry, Mister Cooper's hanging out in the house, and then Alan Thick walks in. Dead. I was like, "What are you doing in my house? How you doing? <laughs> I don't. I'm that. Alan Thick. No, I'm not." But anyway, that's, that's a, a horrible Alan thing. Whatever, you, tell got you, what you got what I'm saying. All you right. know what I was doing. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Route 315 northbound after North Broadway. All lanes have reopened. And an accident still being worked on on East Broad Street east of 270. Please be careful. This crash does involve injuries. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Print Marketing is committed to quality and printing perfect every time. Now at Staples, get $10 off your document printing and marketing materials. Order $50 or more. Offer ends on 211. See staples.com slash store slash print big for details. Try Staples and see the difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Tito Jeff Thidoff is in for Timmy tonight. Just half an hour, Buckeye Show. Then at 6.30, it's Jackets time. Jackets in Ottawa tonight. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. Can I float something at you? Yeah, float it out, man. All right. I'm not saying we're going to do this this year, even next year, but I just want to float it out there. You and I have talked about this briefly over the years. Mm Mm-hmm. And perhaps if Platinum Fox and the ownership group of this radio station is gawking at fixing the headphone boxes, we should not be asking this question. But I've always wanted to do like a man and bone concert event, not featuring me and you. No, 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 no. But, you know, I always talk about my love for 90s music on this show. I don't like how all the music stations always get to host the concerts what if we put together our own bill and we had like four or five bands come in and we have a concert for the people i think that we rent out a local event i would love to do it i also know the logistics of putting together a concert are daunting i know they are i know but i would love to do it i like i'd love to do something with you know collective soul and candle box just name, name your 90s band that you love they're mm. still out there. They're still touring. Sure. We can get them to come here and play for the people. <laughs> who? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, who was it that, that didn't smash? Did Smash Mouth have the big meltdown at that yeah, stupid the, festival? The didn't singer, singer kind of like, down. Smash Mouth has some problems. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So maybe not. Don't call them. But no. Yeah. I think that would be cool. How would you feel about like a band that maybe not as many people know about, but that has a vibe from the 90s? Like there's a few bands that I like that are like, a little they like they're newer they started in the last five or ten years but they have 
sounds that I think yes, they would be playing. Well, we can we can workshop that, but I don't know what the I don't know what the genre of rock is because you know there's a million little subgenres of whatever. But whatever little genre I've stumbled on with a few of these bands, I'm telling you, I listen to some of them. And I'm like, they could be on a tour with Smashing Pumpkins in 1998. Which ones are you talking about? Like Teenage Wrist, yeah, I think, would yeah. do that. There's a band I like called Soft Called. I don't know if you've listened to them, but they're like female lead singer, but very much like that kind of, that type of like uh, tonally fun guitar where it's not, it's dreamy and ethereal and it's not exactly like, you know, any specific punk or metal or something like that. It would fit totally on like a 90s rock station, 100%. I got something for you to check out. Okay. And by, by I know I'm going to say this to you and you're going to listen to it and be like, yeah, I didn't like it. Because everything I recommend to you, you don't like. Okay. A band called Wax. W-A-A-X. Wax. Oh. W-A-A-X. Oh. Check out their album called Big Grief. Okay. Wax Big Grief. Female lead singer. Right. Australian. And I think you could pluck them right into 1996 and they'd fit perfectly. I mean, I'm saying, like, would people come out for a show if we just vouched for the bands? I as, oppo- like, as opposed to, if you get Collective Soul, then you're going to get a bunch of people like, Oh my God, I saw you like 25 years ago. Blah. And it's going to be like, well, hey, uh, Common Man and T-Bone, no, we put this no. together. They're going to be like, no, I don't care about you. I'm no, no, no. Here's, here's the thing. We don't put this through Ticketmaster. You got to come to us to buy tickets. Oh, you got to be fans of this show All right, to buy so, tickets. So, he, so even more risk incurred. This is fun. Well, yeah, I know there's risk right, there, but I know. I'm our just, listeners are going to kick out of that. No, I know that. What I'm saying is, I wonder if peop, if our audience would be like, no, I won't come unless you get bands that I've actually heard of. Or if we just said like, hey guys, we've listened to them. Trust us. Well, we got these bands. Maybe, maybe we get two bands they've heard of and two other bands they haven't. You know what I say? You don't like our bands? Go to hell. We'll get we'll get we'll get good bands. I don't I don't know if that's the right no. attitude to have. If if do you, do you know good music? Yes or no? I mean I don't. It's subjective. You know good music. It's subjective, but we know good music. If we vouch for it, now maybe everyone comes out, buys their tickets because we said so, and then afterwards, like you know what? I appreciate that. I didn't like it. Next year, get bands I've heard of, and then maybe we get the budge and we go a little bigger and. We get a 70-year-old band to come in that comes in and plays their stuff from 25 years ago. All right. Maybe we do it that way, or maybe we do it, we pick the bands and we go that route. Wax. I'm going to go listen to W-A-A-X. Can't wait. Wax. All right, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. There's also a hip-hop artist that goes by the same name. Do not listen to that. Well, thinking that's what I'm oh, okay. giving. Do that the album Big right. Grief. Yeah. Big Grief. Mm. All right, go ahead. Um, so if you didn't see this Skip Bayless stuff yesterday with the DeMar Hamlin situation, here's what happened. He tweeted out a tweet that got a lot of people frustrated. It said, no doubt the NFL considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. He, a 70-year-old man, thought that's that's the thing to send out while a guy is fighting for his life on the field and everyone is just totally totally focused on that. Then, after a boss called him from Fox Sports and said, you've got to clarify what you're talking about there, he then posted, nothing's more important than the young man's health. 
That was the point of my last tweet. I'm sorry if that was misunderstood. His health is all that matters. Again, everything else is irrelevant. I prayed for him and will continue to do so. Here's what I know about today. Undisputed, the show that he does with Shannon Sharp, did not feature Shannon Sharp today. It only featured Skip Bayless. Yeah. Now, maybe that's because Shannon Sharp was just going to be off anyway. But I wonder if Shannon Sharp saw that and said, hey, man, this is all you. I'm not coming on there to make it better for you. You go do your thing, and that's that. And Now, Skip Bayless is a piece it. of crap, and I, I hate the fact that I'm defending him for two seconds, but I think people are taking his original tweet the wrong way. He was tone deaf, shouldn't even bring up the no, fact. No, he, he was stupid. But he was, you know, he's saying, he's logistically saying, well, how are they going to do this? And then at the end, he said, well, none of this really matters anyway, because right, right. his health is what matters. Yeah. He said that he ended the tweet with that. Like I said earlier, if something happened to one of us, you know, my first thought would be, or your first thought would be, oh man, I hope he's okay. And then you'd say, well, how are we going to do the show? Right? Like Skip's thinking like someone yeah, who works now, in the now, industry Skip, and that's too cynical for the moment there. Yes. You've got to realize Skip not everyone's thinking like you, Skip. An evil guy. I yes. don't like him. It's terrible. But he should have been fired <laughs> yes. long before that saying, tweet last night. He, it's like, oh, this is the one? Like, no, no he's no, got no, 10 no. before this. That Yes, you're absolutely right. All right, Buckeye Show's next. Jackets time, 630. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on East Broad Street, east of 270. An accident involving injuries in that area. Please be careful over here. You'll also find an injury crash on the ramp lanes to Route 161 from the east outer belt of 270 northbound. Caution is advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Dye Market. This week, save on boneless, skinless chicken tenders. Just $3.99 a pound now through January 3rd. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.